Okay, Smoke and Snow Season 2, Episode 8, Church of the Blessed Lightbringer. Our heroes, in their quest for the mythical Nightblade, which may be linked to the Sunsword, carried by Wymore, and the Greensteel, carried by Malcolm Harp. There seems to be some link between these swords that has not entirely been determined, but... The heroes believe that when the Knights of Colourless Fire occurred and the island previously known as the Witchar collapsed in on itself, forming an almost bottomless chasm known as the Moor, the, the previous friend of theirs turned villain who was holding the Nightblade and perhaps being manipulated by it was basically at the epicentre of that explosion and was seen falling into a great abyss moments after it was formed. So they have been plumbing the cavernous depths of the subterranean passages that run below the moor, seeking out this weapon. In the last session, they discovered what appeared to be a tomb or crypt complex, seemingly belonging to the ancient order of Solar Knights, haunted by at least one sort of spectral phantasm. They made their way through it, and at the end of last session, they were heading down into the lower depths of this crypt. Unfortunately, we've not got Rob, who plays Malcolm with us again for this session, but hopefully he'll be back with us, so we're just sort of like keeping him off stage, right, so to speak. So, we're starting off with you guys heading down this staircase to the level below. It's a winding stone staircase. The steps appear to be quite badly damaged, or perhaps well-travelled. There's a, a certain sense of coldness in the air as you head down. And in the darkness, it's difficult to tell exactly how far down these stairs go. They seem to wind and curve back in on each other. However, as you move further downwards, you eventually spot... And obviously, you can go in whatever order you want. You eventually spot what appears to be a flickering amber light at the bottom of the staircase... And as you emerge, you see you're in a small stone chamber facing a large metal gateway in front of you. And hanging on the wall, unlike the, the previous level you'd been on, which was in complete darkness, you had to rely on your own lanterns, the light of the sun sword, etc. You can see, placed in a sconce on the southern wall, what appears to be a flickering torch casting this amber light as you peer through the this sort of great this metal gateway in the western wall you can see a long hallway stretching out ahead of you with multiple stone pillars with carvings of bones skulls etc almost like an ossuary but they're obviously carved of stone rather than being actual bones themselves and dotted at irregular intervals along this hallway are likewise torches flickering in wall sconces. Over to you guys. <clears throat> well, I think I should take take point at this stage, and I look at the other two. And think you look a bit banged up from our escapades upstairs. And th that's that's an interesting point, actually, uh, Brock. How for the for the rest of you guys, and obviously yourself, Brock. How are you all doing at the minute? Like, so when the other 
members of your party, so like Lan, Wymore, Brock, Quentin, etc. When they look at you, what sort of state are you guys looking in at the minute? I'm not in a good shape at all. <laughs> okay, so we're presuming like Quentin's got like numerous cuts and like bruises over him. He's Cuts, maybe looking bruises. a little bit pale. Loss of blood. Uh, got okay. that green shit on my chin. Yeah, obviously all of you who were who were struck by the, the trolls still have these like mossy growths on you that seem to stubbornly resist all attempts at removal or if they are removed, which is quite painful, like unless you're pulling your own hair out, it seems to quickly sprout and grow back. Although it doesn't appear to be spreading in the sort of time that's passed. I mean, obviously, we've it's only been like a few hours, effectively, for you to explore the, the upper level mm. and then travel down here. But it doesn't seem to have spread noticeably as that time has passed. So we know that Quentin's pretty banged up. He's in a bad way. What about the rest of you? Well, Weimar is a little bit hard to gauge, I guess, because he's clad up in plate mail. But um, he's, uh, he's shuffling along... Um, in in a way that indicates that he is uh, relatively battered, but soldiering on. Indeed. Mm. What about Brock and Lan? I mean, Lan is looking fairly healthy, uh, apart from, as you said, a little bit of moss. Um, yeah. And Brock, again, he's he's pretty healthy, um, and he doesn't tend to show his when he's. Uh, fairly damaged until he's literally on his last legs anyway. He always puts on a brave face and tries to uh, not show his weakness. Uh, he sort of sees it. But yeah, he's pretty healthy. Okay. Great. So you all, you've got like a bit of a moment to like catch your breath at the bottom of these cold, sort of irregular, slightly crumbling stone stairs. As I've said, in the obviously the stairs go back up sort of winding round to the west of you, there is this iron gate. It's like a barred iron gate. It appears to be closed. Brock and Quentin being the nearest to it, you can't see any sign of like a lock or a chain or anything on it. And obviously because it's bars, you can see through it to the hallway beyond with the columns supporting it, as I've described. Look for a trap. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. So you're effectively search. Are you are you searching the room? Are you searching the gate? I'm searching the gateway. <laughs> okay, that's absolutely fine. So make a find room trap roll, which I believe you have a one in six chance for. I got a three. Okay, so you search the gateway in the area around it. Now, obviously, that's going to take a little bit of time because you have to do it. So I'm going to make a roll for see if there's any like wandering monsters or anything like that while you're doing it. Okay, no, it seems fine. Like nothing's attracted by the noises of you in investigating this gate. After searching it, you're pretty sure that there's no lock. You could just like push it open. You don't really find any traps. However, you think because you actually do notice, however, that this gateway you'd expect it to be like rusty, creaky, you know, almost like falling to bits, like the stuff you saw on the level up above. However, when you're looking at this gate, you're actually like. Oh, this is actually in like fairly good condition and it's obviously been used recently you can see that like the like the hinges have been kept oiled it seems to be in fairly good condition which is completely at odds with the level above which looked almost entirely abandoned 
Where hmm. so, uh, we could probably expect some form of person. I noticed on the, the thief sheet, you got two different find remove traps as well. What's the what's the difference between the like the D six and the percentage one? Let me just have a quick look. I didn't quite know which one you. I mean, it says find treasure traps. Yeah, it's basically um, the the way old school essentials distinguishes between it is like if you're looking for like a big trap, like a room trap or something like that. That's yeah. a find room trap. Whereas if like Dave was like, oh, I've got a treasure chest here. I want to make sure there's nothing wrong with it. Then he would use his like thief skills because thieves generally are more trained in like, you know, like breaking locks on like treasure chests and like overcoming the traps that people would use for precious items rather than like sort of big like dungeon traps. So they're the only ones that can check for like finer, small things sort of thing. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, I'm going to try and open the gate then. Okay, yep, no problem. I'll push it open. You, you push the gate open, and as I've just described, the hinges have recently been oiled. It's in fairly good nick. The gate just opens. And the, and that northern wall, are, that, are they archways or doorways, or indeed, are they just... Indeed, as you look at them, you can see there are a number of stone archways in the northern wall of the corridor. They don't appear to have any doors in them, as far as you can see from sort of where you are at the moment. Nothing sort of, uh, no artwork or any sort of picture or statue or anything, just they, literally an archway. Just literally a stone archway. You, okay. do, you do notice as you're peering through that there, as I say, there's bones and skulls carved on at least the supports that you can see, the columns you can see. As you're looking at them, you can also see in several places, normally like on a skull or on a bone, there is the, the sort of strange like hieroglyphic writing that you've come to associate with ancient Valconan. And is that something that um, Quintin's got got that down now, or does he have to sort of check every time he attempts to read stuff like that? It, it would still have to make a, a languages roll, yeah. Oh, okay. I shall make that language roll. Okay, not a problem. Go for it. Let me know if you succeed. Success. Okay, so as you peer at the the hieroglyphs being indicated by Brock, who sort of points them out to you, now he's opened the gate and you can like look a bit closer. You can see, obviously you don't get too close, but you can see from where you are that it appears rather like some of the tombs on the level above. It appears to be like the names of like fallen knights, presumably of this solar order. Um, and it's just basically like a list of names and dates, which since it's on like a different calendar to the one you use, don't really mean anything to you, even though you understand them. And you presume it's maybe the name of like these knights and when they died. And there's a little sort of like, I suppose, subscript afterwards which basically just gives a very terse description of how they died. So, like, in battle, uh, de defending the helpless, stuff like that. So why are they all out of their graves, then? If there's bones in there. As I say, they're not actual bones on the columns. They're, it's carved stone, but it's carved to resemble, like, bones and skulls and stuff like that. And uh, looking around this corridor... Is is there sort of 
dust and you know does it look like it's been you know not used for some time the classic sort of signs of foot traffic or okay as you peer down this like grand hallway ahead of you as i said you can see the the columns the the, the flagstones on the floor are a little cracked and aged as we've said the the columns are engraved with the names of these order members but other than that it's not full of dust or the other signs of neglect you would expect and as i said earlier there are these flickering torches placed yeah. in the wall sconces so it looks there are signs that this has been used it doesn't and they look completely don't, derelict they don't look of magical nature these torches at a glance obviously i mean yeah i mean you don't really have a, any special ability to determine that no. but there's there's nothing obviously magical that leaps out at you they just no. look to be like your fairly standard sort of wood torches you know with a bit of rag wrapped around the edge and like flames licking yeah. off put them the put the glasses on yeah we can attempt to have a look through the uh the spectacles we've got Yep, you see if anything sort of shines. In you peer way. through the spectacles, looking through the the single green lens, and as you look at the torches on the wall, there is a very faint, like very very faint, sort of greenish tinge to the flames. Mm. I, I suggest we take that one of them torches to save our own. Yeah, could be. Why, why, What's your sword saying on all of this it's very much up its alley isn't it uh, about the um the solar knights so john i don't actually remember if i ever asked the sword about the uh the ghost knights while we were here in the previous world yeah you were told um previously that the the sort of like the undead knights you encountered previously yeah. were sort of members of the the solar order because you were told that the witch isle had once been one of their strongholds and it was mm -hmm. sort of like even before the solar knights it was like a sort of place of ceremonial burial and then when mm -hmm. the solar knights sort of set up their strongholds on what used to be the witch isle they began to like bury their dead there and you were told that the sort of like the the magics of like the necromancer you went to stop had sort of like roused like the vengeful spirits yeah. of these solar knights because he was like messing with the dead. Um, well, I've the uh, the the sword long since, which I've mentioned in in my own way. The sword has mentioned that this is more or less the uh, one of the sort of strongholds, broken as it is now and before as well, and also kind of a burial site for the um sort of sun nights and um ostensibly that shouldn't be a problem um however in like before you know the world changed um it had already become a little bit or a, a lot bit tainted by well various things going on on the aisle the chaos stone probably didn't help uh drew in a lot of unsavory folk as well and um there were roaming well, undead uh about indeed and, and obviously you also know why well, which i'm happy to assume you've re you've relayed mm -hmm. to about the rest of your party at some point previously you know that um 
the the sort of like the witch isle as was was like I say this this place of burial for the for the solar order you you know a few more details about it you know it was it was a place of burial like long before before mm-hmm. their time and they sort of adopted it effectively i'm just thinking we've, we've been in the serpent temple and now we're in a like holy burial place You know, it's um, just one god stacked on top of the other at the minute. Mm. Yeah. At least I think if this is, if our understanding is that this is more or less, I don't know, catacombs of the knights, that this shouldn't be, like they were, they were, you know, good people is what I understand. Yeah. I mean, obviously as well, Wama, you also know, which again, you can relate you'll have related probably mm. to the rest of the party mm. that when the when the ancient mages the senators sort of caused the ice age that caused all your ancestors to flee this land the the solar knights were sort of like the knightly order that was put in place to like help defend those mages they were like the sort of strong right arm of the center and when the when the center basically causes massive ice age and like noped out of everything the the people the, the mob who were looking for some people to blame the blame fell on the the solar knights and many of them were sort of put to death and burnt at the stake by this angry mob and that sort of like is what originally caused their sort of spirits to like remain unquiet on the witch isle so that when the necromancers did come in their spirits were already sort of restless but the interference with the burials on the island sort of roused their spirits but you laid at least one of those knights um, a woman called silence back to rest when she after you helped him defeat the necromancer she voluntarily allowed you to use the sun sword to lay her to rest so everything taken in context cautiously optimistic but of course we have no idea what will be waiting us down here or even further down because of the the way that the world changed just now or 10 years ago as it as it may be well we're here to find this this stone and maybe shed some light on our other quests so uh brock with that he's gonna move inside this corridor and start to head towards this this gate or door on yeah. the south the, the door on the mm-hmm. south is like a large sort of wooden door with like iron fixtures on it. Okay, so you know, feel free to move yourself where you want to go. You yeah. know this lord, not well, this professor that we've got in tow with us, is he showing any signs of odd behaviour? Oh yeah, I suppose I should put a token in for him. There we go. <laughs> professor Big Hat. That's it. So I've got a specific token for him, but there we go. <laughs> uh, Fabrio, yeah, he's He's not showing any signs of like strange behaviour. He seems like utterly fascinated by all of this. He's got like the equivalent of like a notebook out. He's like constantly like scribbling on it with a with a pencil, basically. So like making notes as you're going along, sort of humming under his breath. Uh, when you were deciphering the hieroglyphs, uh Quentin, he was pretty much stood right next to you and as you were sort of deciphering the names, he was like writing down like what you were saying. Hopefully, he was writing down the same word as well. So, if we've got the copy and the actual word, we would 
hopefully be able to make some form of um yep you translation have, you have a glance over it it's like notebook that he's like writing in and you can see it actually appears to be like a, a pretty good sort of artist in inverted commas you can see that where you've just you've deciphered them he's actually drawn the sort of hieroglyphs like in pretty good detail actually and then he's written your translation underneath and you can see he's even started sort of joining certain words up to certain hieroglyphs where they occur multiple times like so he's sort of like obviously he's trying to like work out work it out for himself based on your translations and sort of like put together like an alphabet or a sort of rosetta stone style sort of deal for it that could be useful um yeah so i'm gonna have a look at this door see what sort of door it is whether it's got a lock or handle okay so i'm gonna move fabrio to there so where are you going quentin before we get into that okay no problems so at this point you all move into the corridor as you move in the the column nearest to fabrio so we're talking about this column here one of the skulls there's like a grinding of stone and one of the skulls on this opens its mouth like I say with a, a tremendous grinding of stone and then it, it begins to emit this shrieking sound this loud shrieking and as it does that the the sort of metal gate that you pushed open behind you clangs shut seemingly of its own accord I'm going to go and check if it opens. Okay, you go and try and check it, and it does not open. And it's still shrieking, is it? Or is yep. it it's it's, up at that point? It's still shrieking. And is there any other skulls on any of these other pillars? Do they react in any way? Or? There's plenty of carved skulls, but they don't appear to be reacting in a similar fashion. The shrieking goes on for about 10 minutes and then as soon as it began it stops mm. you look back the stone skull still got its mouth open but the shrieking ceases to emanate from it well, while it's going on i'll be just looking down the corridor sort of trying to search out for anything that might have reacted to that sound and um, looking try looking with the glasses as well just in case Okay, yet yeah, you look down the corridor using the glasses as well if you want and miraculously given the fact that the shrieking's gone on for quite some time you don't see any signs of anyone coming to investigate. Hmm. But other than it's shut the door behind us. Is the shrieking face magical? Has it got a green glow on it? You look at it through the lenses, and you do see there's a very faint green glow over one of the the stone skulls. The one with, now that has its mouth open. Okay, uh, Brock, you might want to wear these while you're wandering, and so you can spot any more of these shrieking faces. This one's mm. definitely got a little tinge on it. Okay, and, and I think I think you've probably all sort of used the the lenses enough now to note that the 
the sort of the vibrance of the green tinge or the light seems to relate to sort of how permanent or how strong maybe the enchantment is so like this which seems to basically be like a, a sort of variant like alarm spell for want of a better term very faint because it's literally just designed oh make this loud noise that's it okay well i'll wear them as i'm uh at the front at the moment so you know as i'm looking at the door just in case there's something on the door and things like that you don't see anything on towards on yep. the door uh and it's got a handle or a lock or it has a it has like a, a large sort of metal handle you know almost like door knocker sort of style there's large iron fixtures on either side of it, it it's a reinforced wooden door it's got a lock on it obviously now the shrieking's stopped. Can't hear anything in particular. Well, you can make it. You can make a listen at doors roll if you wish. Uh, yeah, might as well. See if you hear anything beyond. Because um, say you've got a one in six chance of that. So roll your d six. Yeah, obviously with all that noise. Nah, four. Okay, you don't hear anything beyond the door, which isn't really surprising because, like, looking at it, and there's like there's like a tiny like less than a centimeter like tiny little crack at the bottom it's not flush to the floor but it seems to be quite a thick heavy door so you're not really surprised when you don't hear anything beyond it i shall try and open the door okay you try and push the door it appears to be locked oh okay sure check the door for traps and lock pick them okay so make your make your trap Search for traps roll. Let me know if you're successful. I am. Okay, you 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 are entirely one hundred percent sure there are no and to be honest you're always hundred percent sure even if you fail, but you are hundred percent sure that there are no traps on this door. However, again, much like the gateway when you came through, it appears to have been quite well maintained. Okay, I shall try and pick the lock then. Go for it. You've got a sixty-five percent chance, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Obviously, that's going to take a little bit of time, so I roll to if there's any random encounters. There isn't. You fiddle around with it like I say it's a little bit noisy it takes a little bit of time because you could get your, like, your picks in and stuff like that so I'm just going to like move you up to the door and after a few moments of sort of like being like crouched down next to Brock who's obviously like primed and ready you fiddle around with your lock picks and after a few moments you're rewarded with a telltale <coughs> consider the lock picked there you go Brock thank you for that I shall uh, open the door. Okay, no problems. I shall reveal what is inside. If I can remember how to do this, hopefully I can. There we go. That looks about right. So. Okay, so as you as you open this thick heavy wooden and even for your great strength brock it takes you a little while to like push it open because it's very heavy 
as you push it open you can see into this chamber beyond it appears to be a small chapel maybe a shrine there is a large statue of a woman taking up much of the chamber the statue appears to have once been a sort of white pale blue almost like marble like stone but it's stained a dark black as though with soot and as you look at it you can see from the eyes of this statue a twin thin streams of a thick glutinous red substance roll down its stone cheeks you quickly take in the rest of the room about 10 foot in front of the statue is what appears to be a small altar table or maybe a shrine made out of like a long piece of stone very primitive looking and there are lit braziers dotted all around the edge of the room and a couple of what appear to be like fonts or little pools with water in them kneeling in front of the statue you can see what appears to be a figure clad in armor its face is a fleshless skull as you push open the door and step in it's knelt down almost in like a sort of a prayer position but like holding a sword sort of kneeling down warrior style it turns its fleshless skull like face towards you and you can see it carved deeply and obviously quite some time ago into the skull is the word traitor it also appears to be wearing like these really like massive sort of like armored and some metal and leather gauntlets it sort of stands to its feet there's a creaking of bones a little bit of dust cascades off it and you hear the clank of its armor plating as it stands up and it lifts this pretty large sword that it's carrying like one-handed with seemingly no effort whatsoever can one of you guys make an initiative roll for me Obviously it's just a six. Yeah, I vote for Brock because we, we get some good results when he does that. I'll roll for me. I'm on a Two. Three. Okay, so I'm going first. Okay, so the this undead knight, for want of a better term, strides towards you and it is going to swing its sword at you, Brock. Work out what it's attack right Doesn't there. seem in the talkative manner then. And what's your uh, AC? Uh, 18. Okay, so it swings this sword at you. You duck back out the way at the last minute, and this sword actually like hits the sort of the door that you just come through, and it hits it with such force. That it sends like a splinter of wood like cascading out into the corridor but it does not hit you mm. over to you guys well i shall try and retaliate in that case um, so i shall take a swing back at it okay go for it uh what is it 18 i got you just hit it make your damage roll okay Ooh, not so good uh four damage okay yep you dent a piece of its armor and you see like a few sort of bits of like bone dust fall out from the joints as you do so but it doesn't appear to be otherwise impeded okay so we've still got lan 
Quentin and Weimar. So obviously we've got Fabrio, but he's pretty much a non-combatant as far as things go. He's, he did, um, he's not demonstrated any skill in combat thus far. Well, I'll, I'll finish off me. So Land's going to run in and try and sort of get behind him and again take a swing at him and yep, try go and for it. surround him as best as possible. Or that'll be a hit. A 20. A crit. We're not a crit in this game. Oof. And she got plus. Oh, she's got no pluses. Uh, it's 10 damage still, though. She rolled a 10. Caught him off guard from behind. Okay, yeah, so as she comes in and swings her mighty sword, land bringing the pain as usual, she actually severs one of this creature's arms, and this sort of armoured skeletal like arm falls to the floor. The creature barely even seems to notice, despite the fact now it's just got like a knobby bit of bone sticking out, but obviously it's still holding its sword in the other hand. And unsurprisingly, as an undead creature, it doesn't really seem perturbed by this in the least. Okay, Quentin, you're the next nearest. I'm going to move there. Okay. And shoot it. Okay, now remember it is in combat, so you do have a chance of like hitting the other combatants. Well, I'll just wait for them to finish them. Okay, no problems. Okay, obviously Fabrio's going to basically take take cover behind one of the pillars, basically, because he's no good in combat at all, so he's going to sort of take cover there. Weimar, over to you. Uh, are these five foot? They are, yeah. That's me. Okay, no problem. So, on to the next round. So, initiative again. For me, I'm on a two. I'll see if we can do better than a, a four. Okay, so you guys are going first. Okay, well, I shall uh, continue our assault. So, Brock will go first. And that is a feeble miss. Okay. And then... Land once again. We'll try and catch him off guard behind, but that's only a 17. That's not enough, I'm afraid. No, she hasn't got any bonuses. Okay, so uh, you, you guys, you guys. Oh no, she has got she has got bonus. Sorry, she's got okay. plus two now, isn't she? Because she's level five. In which case, that is a hit. Yeah, 19. Sorry. That's fine. Um, and it's seven for the okay. damage. Okay, Lan is basically hacking great chunks off this creature now, and it's starting to look a little bit on the sort of threadbare side, so to speak. Obviously, Quentin, are you still holding position? Yeah, I'm still holding. Okay. Weimar, relate yourself. Okay. Give it, a, give it a go with the sun sword. So, unsurprisingly, this is undead. Yeah, but that's not enough. Okay. So, on to the NPCs go. I'm going to make a quick roll to see whether your uh, obviously very loud combat has attracted any undue attention. It has not, luckily for you guys. So, I'm going to have this creature swing at Alan because she's basically the one who's been like, taking it down pretty much. So... 
Our AC is 15. Uh, 15, yeah. Yep. So let's make a roll for that. With its modifiers, that is a hit. So let me just check its damage. Okay. Okay, so land takes six hit points of damage as this thing stabs a its mighty sword that it's swinging one-armed into her side. You hear her let out a gasp of pain as this thing seems incredibly strong. The blade literally like punches through her side and comes out the comes out of her back, and then it just pulls it to one side, seemingly effortlessly ripping it out of her side. You can see like blood flowing freely down her right leg. Obviously, mark off the um, the hit point loss, Darren. Yep. Okay. Next round initiative again. I'm on a mighty nice. two again. And a four again. How about you guys then? Right. Uh, Brock will go first. Okay. And he's angered by seeing the How attack on land. Oh. Before you get to act, Brock, I'm going to use one of this creature's devilish special abilities. Oof. So, as you guys are fighting it and you're <laughs> hacking it away suddenly a anyone within 10 feet of this creature so anyone within two squares which is basically everyone but fabrio at the minute you feel a sense of palpable cold as though a sort of cold wind had washed over you and the faint charnel smell of burnt flesh and lingering death wafts into your nostrils as you are seized by an urge to flee from this unholy creature. Can all of you make me a save versus spells, please? Now, John, um, is this the magic kind of spell? Oh, yeah. Shall I use that roll or shall I roll again? Um, let's, let's roll. Okay, so <clears throat> I made it. And then land. Oh no, definitely not. Okay, so land's not made it. I've not made it. Okay, so any anyone who has failed the roll becomes panicked as this sense of supernatural fear grips hold of you, tightening your chest and turning your blood into ice water in your veins. There is a base 60% chance you have to move like directly away from it as far as you can go for four rounds there is also a 60% chance base that you drop anything you're holding while you flee now that chance is reduced by 5% per level you've got so so if we look at what levels lamb uh five i believe okay, yeah five so she's it's the sixty percent chance minus twenty five percent for her. It's her chance. So thirty five percent. Shall I roll that now? Yeah. Yep. So make a roll. Uh, if you get thirty five or lower, she's dropped whatever she was holding. I like a sword. She's got forty percent. So. Okay. Yep. She's fine then. But obviously she has to move directly away from it for four rounds. Okay. This round will count as the first. Likewise, mm -hmm. Quentin, you get a sixty percent chance minus five percent per your level. So forty percent. Yeah. So roll your d one hundred. If you get forty percent or lower, you drop what's in your hand. 
76. Okay, so you are grand, but you also need to move away from it like, as fast as you can go for four rounds. Do I, do I move double speed, John? Or... Yeah, because it's as far as yeah. I can go. Okay, so she's down here, basically. There you go, I've pegged it. And obviously you guys won't have to move further because you can't, but you'll basically be sort of like pressing yourselves into the wall. But as I say, this, this round does count as the first round, and obviously I'll track that and cue you in when it fades away. Okay. What was so the base chance? The base chance was 60%, minus 5% per your level. Yeah, so 20 then. Yeah, so if you get 20 or lower, you've dropped what you're holding. Oh no, that's that's not the die for that at all. Um, here we go. Sixty-one. Okay, so you good? All right. So I'm not very quick. Boss, I'll I'll give it a go. Yep. <laughs> that's me. Okay, no problems. So that just leaves Brock facing off against this. Looking creature. a bit puzzled. Indeed, and you, although you didn't succumb to it, Brock, you also felt this, this no doubt diabolically sorcerous like fear attempting to attempting to grip your heart, and you've seen it affect Lan and your companions. Maybe it was your overall disdain and disgust for all things magical that protected you. Who knows? But you know what's happened to your comrades, but you've somehow managed to like not be affected by it. Yeah, that that maddened him even more. Uh, so you got a twenty to hit. Uh, you hear a shriek from behind you as like Fabrio's obviously failed as well, and he's trying to run back. Yeah, no surprise there. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really surprise you. <laughs> I expected him to be in that corner anyway, to be honest. Um, so yeah, let's see if I manage to do any decent damage. Oh yeah, ten damage. Okay, so you deliver a vicious overhead swing of your broadsword and you basically bisect this undead abomination in two it collapses to the ground in a heap of now crushed and dented metal armor the armor almost ruined beyond repair and you can see inside the remnants of dusty bones and a bit of dried sinew that seemed to be all that was holding it together the creature is now dead and as it dies the the terror the fear that had been gripping the hearts of your companions ceases you are now all free to act as you see fit i'm gonna inspect yeah. the statue okay yeah you look at the statue and as i've said before it's a, a statue of a large sort of tall statue of a woman looks very beautiful it appears to have once been made out of this like pale white sort of light bluey stone but it looks as though it's been stained with like soot almost like it had been in a fire or something although you see no evidence of fire anywhere else and as you look at its relatively serene stone face although it's also stained with this sooty like deposit you can see that from its eyes running down its each of its stone cheeks is this thin rivulet of like this glutinous blood red liquid, although it looks like thick and it sort of very slowly rolls down the cheeks of the statue. Is there any uh, writing anywhere? Okay, you look at it and you do indeed find 
some writing on the base of it and I'm not going to ask you to make a roll for it. I'm going to say that you can decipher this because you've been spending a lot of time deciphering names. The, the hieroglyphs carved into the base of the statue say, Our noble founder, Lady Tetanal. Why more? Do you know a Lady Tetamel? Know a Lady Tetamel? Uh, <laughs> let me check. I'll, um, I'll put my hand on the pommel and ask the sword. Okay, what do you ask this him? Name, if this uh, is, is the name De Lady Tetamel familiar? He says, um, yes, sir. Uh, Lady Tetanel was one of the senior members of the of the Solar Order many many years ago. Uh, both her and her husband uh, Hugh Pan and their uh, their bodyguard Malinali were uh, two were three of the uh, the senior members of the order and were very highly regarded. Yes, yeah, so I, I guess the sword has just let you know what it is uh, the the name because the sword might just talk through me so uh, yeah consider yourselves being informed of all of that <laughs> you know why her statue would be crying do, do we do we know what has happened here why, why is the statue doing this the the sword remains silent for a few moments mm -hmm. and then it says uh, well, the part of the part of the remit of the the solar order back in the day, uh, obviously, as you know, was to, was to protect the ancient mages, the the Senna, but also they were they were sent out to deal with sorcerous malcontents and diabolists and such like. So I can only assume that if a it, it was not unknown back in the old days of the order for uh, the divinity to make itself shown with crying statues um, marks of blood etc but nothing as sinister looking as this i can only assume if the statue is crying that perhaps some greater evil is at work here again like some kind of i don't know corruption or yes i suppose it maybe it's it's just the uh, the statues, whatever magic is in the statue, reacting to whatever magic now is here because of the stone. So I think the statue is probably fine. Okay. Obviously, you guys, you can see the door that you came in by. And there's also a small door, a wooden door, again, reinforced in the western wall. So sort of hairish. I'm going to make sure um, Fabio comes and takes a, cut, a picture of this. Yeah, you, you, you beckon him over and he seems to be like slowly recovering himself. And he, uh, he looks a little bit unsure, but as soon as you're like... Oh yeah, there's some more of these hieroglyphs here. That seems to like pique his interest almost as though like his uh, his lust for academic knowledge sort of overbears and wins through despite his natural cowardice. And he runs forward and he immediately starts he like kneels down next to you and he gets out his notebook and he starts like sketching the these hieroglyphs. 
and you see he's actually doing like a little drawing of the the statue like the front of the statue and as i say he seems to actually be quite a good artist i mean don't get me wrong he's not going to be he's not this world's version of rembrandt or anything but it's quite a technically accurate drawing of this statue you can see he's like making his own notes about like the the red tears and st and the sooty deposits right and do you want to breather or do you want to move on to the next room um i'm going to stomp on his body uh through frustration as well as the fact i want to see if he's got any sort of keys or anything on him as we've encountered some locked doors. Okay, you stomp on the, the body, sort of grinding the bones into powder below your feet. You don't see any sign of any keys on him or anything like that. However, as you're sort of stomping on the body, you note that despite the severe damage done to his armour, the sort of like large, like chunky gauntlets that he was wearing, sort of made out of polished metal and leather, appear to be like remarkably well made and in sort of like very good condition unlike the rest of his armour, which was made of metal, but obviously like been knocking around on a skeleton for a bit. And uh, with the old spectacles on, does that shed any light on the you, fact of why they might be? You put the spectacles on, and as you look at the, the gloves, you can see that from the, the sort of like little vents and sort of gaps in the gloves, there is like a green light shining out of them. I shall gesture for why am I to have a look. As our, our shiny metal friend. Sorry, what's it? Well, I say as I, you know, these, come over these, these metal gloves seem to be giving off some strange aura like these other items of magic. Yeah. As you peer at them, while or as you walk over, you can see that they appear to be like an, an inner sort of glove made of like leather with mm -hmm. obviously the metal plates like fastened mm -hmm. to them like a standard gauntlet however they appear like to be like a fair bit larger than you'd expect like a standard gauntlet to be mm -hmm. but when you like look inside sort of like peering inside you can see that the the actual inside bit appears to be like size for a normal hand but like the outside bit is like a lot chunkier than you would expect it to be So can I determine if it's chunky because there's a lot more leather or because there's a lot more metal or because dimensions don't follow the rules? <laughs> you see that the as you peer at it, and obviously you've got experience with armor and stuff like mm -hmm. that. As you peer at it, you can see that the the leather appears to be fine, but it looks as though the like the metal sort of gauntlet plates that are attached to it are a good like one, two centimeter like thicker. Than you yeah. would expect the gauntlets to be you're like these must weigh an absolute ton so i i just just because uh, i'll i'll have one of them i'll tentatively like put you know um <clears throat> let's see what do i have in my inventory here so i'll i'll take my um uh my pipe i'll okay. just i'll just spelunk with the pipe <laughs> okay because I'm, I'm feeling a little bit um even though these were just worn by this admittedly undead combatant, I'll just poke inside the gloves with the with the stem of my pipe. Yeah, you you poke inside the the glove with the stem of your pipe. There's still like yeah. some of like the finger bones of this yeah, this creature in it, but you know you can like flick them out with the end of your pipe. Other than that, you don't find anything that particularly sets alarm yeah. bells off. Yeah, and it's like it's just 
I don't know why you would do this. I say as I, you know, shuffle off my own own gauntlet and uh, start sizing it up. Okay. So yeah, you you look at like the metal plates on yours and like they're like a few millimeters thick. So yours are like sort of like that thick on your gauntlet, whereas the ones on this are like that. Mm. I was like, as as I'm putting it on, it's like I don't know what you would, why you would do this. Like, are you, are you trying to punch crossbow bolts or something? So if I put it on, does anything, anything happen? You put it on and you find that it's surprisingly light despite its huge size. To the point where, like, it almost feels like you're wearing a normal gauntlet, even though, like, mm-hmm. th- think of like, like Marvel with like the Infinity Gauntlet, like the size mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. It's that yeah. sort of size, but you can still mm-hmm. like move your hand, and it's all articulated, and it feels quite light. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's strange. I am. Um, I'm. I'm gonna very lightly try and you know give a like quick jab to like the the you know the post here by the door. Okay. Yeah. So so he just like. Yeah, just like give it a not not like but you know just you know slam the the fist with yeah. the thick plates in the front. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. So yeah, you punch very lightly. You just sort of aim a quick jab at mm-hmm. the like the stone door frame, and you're surprised when actually your jab makes like a bit of an indentation in the stone, and there's like a bit of crumbled stone falls down from your fist as you draw it back. Oh, <laughs> <Boom. laughs> oh. What? Brock, are you seeing this? Yeah. I'm not... You know I'm not strong, right? I know that. You are now. I'll, I'll take the other one, too. Uh, if, if, if you don't mind. <laughs> I don't want it. Go ahead. I've, I need my fingers to be thin. So I'll, I'll put the other one on as well. Same thing. Light. Sort of maneuverable. Yep, you you put them on, and you're they're both light and maneuverable. As you put the second one on, and you're sort of you're flexing your fingers, you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. You actually feel like a palpable sense of like strength flowing to your forearms. You know, you actually feel like physically stronger now. You're wearing both mm-hmm. of them. Okay. Okay. Um. Still slightly um, feeling a little bit cautious, but also very strong now. Let's uh, test it. <laughs> Come over to this altar. Let's get the uh, arm wrestling on. Brock, roll me right. a d6. <laughs> a d6 is a three. Okay, no problems. Move yourself in. You know, you're going to like set up and like in the time honored Ice Walker fashion, there's only one way to stop oh, yeah. that arm wrestling. Okay. Yeah. So basically, what we what we're going to do with this is, um, it's a it's a strength check. You both get to make a strength mm-hmm. check. However, Weimar, you will minus three from your roll. Okay, so oh, I've still got all the stuff here. Oh, whoa! That that was going to be very good, but it's instead very bad. So that, I presume that's under yours, Brock. Yeah, I was five under, so I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah I don't know what yours is. But okay, so Brock, unsurprisingly, because obviously you're like a man mountain, you do beat Weimar in this arm wrestling contest. But you you're actually quite surprised because you were expecting to come in and be like, Poof! "I beat you." Whereas, like for like a good few seconds, like Weimar, despite as he said, 
not being particularly strong, he actually manages to like sort of hold your hand there for a few seconds before you like slam it down, which you weren't expecting. So you're pretty sure that like whatever these gloves are, they they have made him stronger, but it's not it's yeah. not turning him into like a Superman or anything like that. No. Hmm. Yes, this, this witchcraft has certainly made you stronger than you were before. Mm. Witch gauntlets. Um, let me try this, I say to Brock, and I, as I go back to where the now dismantled skeleton man is. <laughs> um, big sword, was it, John? Yeah, yeah. It's like a double-handed sword. Yeah, so... I lift it up, presumably, you know, it also comes up pretty easily. Yeah, and in fact, you, as you, like, you reach down, obviously you grab it with both hands and you pick it up. As you sort of lift it up fairly effortlessly, you're like, actually, like, I think I could probably, like, wield this with, like, one hand. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll do so. I'll, I'll put it in my uh, right and uh, walk here so that I have enough space, and I'll, I'll give it a couple of swings in the air yep you you sort of take one hand away from expecting it to be like <clears throat> but you actually find yeah i mean you can still feel the weight of it and it is heavy but it's not like unwieldy to you and you wave it about experimentally mm -hmm. i'll i'll even do because it's it's what weimar knows i'll even do a, a couple of like fencing thrusts with like just ridiculous with the, yeah, <laughs> like two-hander. It, it, it looks it looks a little bit ridiculous. Like, so you got these massive gauntlets on you, like jabbing forward with a double-handed sword, and obviously you know as well as anybody that that's not what this weapon's made for. So it's not the most suitable thing. But you're able to lunge forward with it. Like the weight's not dragging it down to the ground as you would expect it to. Like I say, you can still tell it's heavy and it's heavier than a normal sword, but mm -hmm. it's not a case of like oh it's it's dragging my arm down. You're like oh yeah, it's a bit heavy, but I can still. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, we'll we'll keep these for now. Uh, Brock, you want the sword? No. Okay. No, it's not magic sword, sword, Brock. It's okay. This sword is uh, more than capable. Right then. Well, um, I think we're probably best served trying to slither forward as as soon as we can. Okay, so I, said there was a side room, didn't you? There's a door over here. So, um, is it locked? Yeah, I'll test it. Indeed, it is. Okay. Right. I'll get my lock picks out again. Who's locking up this place so heavily? Okay, you get your lock picks out, so I'll see your roll. Uh, quickly, John, uh, does it have a scabbard for the big sword? It doesn't, though. Yeah. And, and it, 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 it's a standard double handed sword. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing well on the lock picks today. Yeah, you, you pick the lock on the door. It takes a few minutes, but obviously it's now open. There you go, Brock. Maybe we'll find another skeleton. You've mm. just you've just opened the 
the lock like I say, it's, ta it's taken a couple of minutes when you hear a shriek from near the the northern door obviously emanating from fabrio taglaroni and he's he's like I, I i heard something in the corridor outside and he sort of like scuttles over to like hide himself behind the the statue it's obviously why you're in here um why don't we just close and lock this door yeah i mean now easy is it to relock the door Oh yeah, behind you. Quentin could relock it. Okay, I'll, I'll go and lock the one to the corridor then. To the one to the north. Yeah, I'm going to get Weimar to shut it. Okay, so Weimar, we'll I'm going to move you over there. So as you go to like close the door, you look down the corridor and you can see what appear to be roughly half a dozen skeletal figures, not clad in knightly raiment. But wearing, you know, sort of the standard sort of stuff you'd expect to see, like a man at arms wearing, you know, like a like a tin helmet, a bit of chainmail, etc., carrying just like standard swords, and they're like shambling slowly down this corridor, perhaps drawn in by the sounds that you've all been making. But they're moving pretty slowly, and they're not making a great deal of noise apart from the odd like chink of chainmail, which explains why you guys didn't hear them approach. Uh, Quentin, you slide over. You quickly like get get the lock picks out as uh, why am I shutting the door? You need to stop putting like the tumblers into place, etc. This time I am going to ask you to make me a lock picking roll. Now this you will lock it. You won't. There's no way you can fail this. This is just to see can you lock it before like some of these guys get inside. Obviously, if you succeed, yeah, yeah, I've done. Yeah. Okay, no problems. So I'm just going to draw another little X on that door and yeah you slam it shut just as these skeletal creatures are getting to the threshold of the room in which you're in you flick the last of the tumblers on the lock and you hear the <coughs> as it locks and then you from outside you hear like a feeble sort of like as they're obviously like beating their swords against this like thick wooden door but it's just like <coughs> and you're let's like, hope they haven't got the keys I mean, what they're sort of doing, like banging on the door, like doesn't seem to be causing any like noticeable signs of distress to the door. So you would assume like it's unlikely they'll get through, or if they are going to, it's going to take an absolute age. They're not just going to like hoof the door down. It's best not to be here when they get through. So uh, carry on, Brock. Okay, I shall uh, try and open this door to the west. Okay, no problems. I shall Come on, have Lance or backing me up. Reveal that. There we are. So I'll give you the description of that room. So as you peer into this room, compared to the other chambers you've been through, which aside from the statue were quite sparse, this room appears almost luxurious by comparison. There are tapestries hanging on the walls. There are Sort of four stone statues of like knights in full like regalia. There are two sort of like fairly well maintained looking like bearskin rugs spread out on the floor. There's a, a metal door in the wall opposite you, and you can see in front of you what appear to be three stone sarcophagi, each covered in this fanciful script, and they each appear to have a wooden chest laid to the head of the sarcophagus each of the 
the tops of the sarcophagi is carved in the likeness of a person reclining seemingly in repose one appears to be the same woman who is depicted on the statue one looks to be a very rugged and handsome looking man and the other is likewise a man although he appears to like have like scars like the carvings are immaculate you can see like the scars on his face and he obviously looks to be of a more sort of like military bent he's wearing like full armor whereas the others appear to be sort of clad more in like the regalia you might associate with a noble and do the lids look like they're they're in place or they appear to be moved? in place yep so they haven't been removed or off they don't appear to have been no okay and the chest do they all look sort of shut yep they appear or... to be shut they're very sturdy thick perhaps oak you suspect wooden chests they have solid looking metal fixtures and like a huge clasp like basically like a big old padlock on them and can i see through that gate the other side is that a, a gate or is it a door that one it is a gate so yeah if you you can't really see through the distance your access like a lot of stuff in the way like the yeah. sarcophagus etc but if you moved okay. across there you think you'd be able to like see through it you can just about right. make out there appears to be some sort of space beyond it i'll move to the sort of middle of the room without touching anything but just yeah. to have a look through that that gate no problems you peer through it into what appears to be the the other part of this like l-shaped hallway and you can see a flight of stairs heading down similar to the one that you originally came through okay. I'll, 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 um, I'll call for the others to come through not shouting but suggest they come and join me yeah so brock beckons you all over I'll make sure that Fabrio gets through as well. Yeah, feel free to move Fabrio to where you want him. Why not? That's yeah. fine. I'll, I'll just rush him through because he, he's, he's basically like, listen, I like hired you guys to sort out the dangerous stuff. So, he, although he's a bit annoying and he's got no combat skills whatsoever, like generally, like once you're in like a potentially dangerous situation and you guys are like stand there do this, he doesn't even like ask any questions. He just does it because he's like, well, this is what I hired you for. Yeah. So I'll I'll get him to come on over and I'll do it. Brock, do you want to close and lock the door? Well this other door seems to lead out into the other corridor. Is it open though? Uh I haven't tested it yet, but I will do. Okay, so I'll hold off on you know, latching up this one. Okay, you, yeah. You go I'll over test and test the, the gate, it is locked. I've got to check these chests for traps and treasure. Okay, yep. So I'm not going to make you roll to like check all of them. So just make a, a treasure traps roll. Yeah, I've got 40. Okay, so, so. as you examine them all, obviously taking all due care, using your thieves tools, etc., you can see that each of these traps has some sort of concealed mechanism built into them you don't know exactly what the mechanism does but it's obviously designed to be triggered when like the lock is interfered with or when the lid is opened right guys uh get ready move away from this end of the room so the, the, all of them are trapped 
I'm putting Fabrio in the corner. Yeah, that's fine. No one puts Fabrio in the corner. <laughs> I'll try and well, open a chest. Okay, where are you standing when you open him? There. Okay, no problems. So I I'm assuming that you're taking all due care and you're opening it at a distance. And yeah, but I'm going it. as slow as I possibly can. Yeah, no problem. So you'll need to make a lock-picking roll to open. Again, just make one lock-picking roll and we'll assume that applies for all of them. Yeah. So let us know if you've succeeded. Yeah, I'm just checking. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you open the, the sort of chest that's above you on the map. As you do, there is like a loud twang from inside the chest on what appears to be a small metal dart fires out of it. Obviously, you're not standing directly in front of it, so it hits. Yeah. it hits one of these tapestries and as it does, you, as it sort of flies past, so you're like looking at it, you can see like some like liquid or like a gel perhaps, sort of glinting on the, the tip of it. And as it hits one of these tapestries, the the end of the where the end of the um, dart has penetrated the tapestry, like a bit of the tapestry almost like burns away as though it's been like eaten away by acid. Mm. Yeah. Okay then. What's inside this one? Okay, so inside that one, you can see that as you look at the chest, you can see that on the underside of the lid, it again has a name and it says Lady Tetonal. Inside of this chest is what appears to be a pile of 200 gold pieces. This is Lady Tetonal, Weimar. Uh, sorry, which one? Uh, the top one. Right. Okay. At this I'll point, open the next one. Why more? Can you please make me a dexterity check? <laughs> Let me know if you succeed. Uh, negative. Okay, so as you as you move across, you step on this rug, and you are taken completely by surprise when this rug, this bearskin rug, like rises up into the semblance of an actual bear. Obviously, like the the rugs are literally pulled out from under your feet, mm -hmm. sort of sending you like sprawling backwards a little bit. Just you hear like Lamb let out a shout of alarm as the other rug also rises up until you've got these two strange, almost like hollow bear creatures. So sort of like they've still got the claws and the teeth, but there's just like nothing inside the rug. They rise up to about the height of like a normal black bear, so about six foot tall. Can one of you please make me initiative roll? Man, this place. Sure, you'll go. Why am I send you a this off? Because okay. I uh, I pulled the rug from underneath myself. Okay, yeah, so um, I'm going first with a six. Okay, so the first one is going to attack Weimar. What's your AC, Weimar? Seventeen. Okay, so he gets two attacks. So it's claws. One misses. 
and the second one misses so as you sort of sprawl back you're not pushing yourself backwards with your feet and your arms this bear this hollow mockery of a bear strides forward and it like smashes both its claws into the flagstones that you were sort of sat on a few moments earlier but you've managed to scramble back out of the way the one further down is going to launch attacks against Lan, because she's the only one within range okay so let me roll for damage okay this is probably not looking good for Lan. so one d6 for each of the claws okay so first claw does five hit points of damage to Lan. Second claw does four hit points of damage to Lan, and as these sort of both these claws rend into her, the this like flapping bear-shaped rug seems to like envelop her and like almost like bear hug or like crush her in for some additional damage. That's another eleven hit points of damage. Oh shit! Down. What what sort of hit points is she on at the minute? I mean, is she brown bread or is she just like minus two? And what's the level? Five. Okay, so she can technically go to minus five before she dies. But obviously, yeah, she's unconscious. So, yeah, this, this like, bear-shaped rug is literally wrapped around her and it seems to be, like, contracting, squeezing the life out of her. You can see her arms sort of hanging limply out of the, the side of this rug. Her sword clatters to the floor uselessly with a loud clang. Over to you guys. Uh, I shall be running over and trying to plunge my sword into the head of this creature. The one that's attacking Lan? Yeah. Okay, you do run the risk of... Not a very big risk, but you do run the risk of hitting her because it's literally like enveloped her. Well, yeah, I don't think I've got a choice in her mouth. So. Okay, so what we're going to say... Obviously, you're still going to have to make the right attack roll regardless, but roll me a d6. If you get a 1 or a 2, the damage goes onto Lan instead of the, the creature. Yep, that's a two. Okay, so make your attack roll. Obviously, it's uh, the damage. Any damage is going against Lamb though instead. Uh, well, I haven't hit anything anyway. It's a twelve. Okay, yeah. So what happens is, as it's enveloping it, you go in to do a mighty swipe, and at the last minute, you realise like how comparatively thin this like bearskin rug is, and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna like cleave Lan in two. So you sort of like pull your sword to one side and abort your blow at the last minute. Okay, who's next? Shall move. <laughs> right. So I'll I'll try and deal with this rug. Go for um, it. I'm only going to ask because it is originally from organic matter. Is it undead? No. <laughs> uh, right. So. That'd be a 13. That is a hit. And... That'd be three damage. Okay. And that actually gets increased by three to a six due to your gauntlets. You cleave into this 
bearskin rug like hacking large chunks off it but seemingly not being a living creature it doesn't appear to be that bothered by it okay anyone else for anything else okay back to initiative then so i'm on a full One of you guys wants to roll for you. Yep, two. Okay, so they're going first. So this creature, since it's enveloped, a land automatically does its damage to her. So that is seven hit points of damage to land. Yeah, she's a minus nine. Okay, so unfortunately that is a oh. land done. So the this rug this animated rug that's enveloped her suddenly like releases her and she just like falls to the ground dead so it drops out of the bottom of it okay the one that's without weimar is going to launch its two attacks that will miss second one will also miss as you manage to fend it off with your blade over to you guys brock you go all right. Um, so I can't do anything. I'm convinced she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I shall be just trying to tear a new one out of this bear. In a rage, uh, sixteen. That is a, a very palpable hit. Okay. Uh, that is seven damage. Okay, yeah, so howling in rage and pain, Brock begins hacking this thing to pieces, but it's still maintaining as much cohesion as it did previously. So I say it's not really got like, any innards to drop out or anything, it seems to be just an animated rug. Okay, any more for any more? Yeah, I'm gonna throw the assassin's dagger at the back of this bear rug next to Wymore. Okay, go for it. Obviously you won't get sneak attack bonuses, it doesn't have any vital parts to like yeah. shank, but was it a deeds deeds D20. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a miss. Okay, so you throw your dagger. It maybe slices off a few, like, hairs, but it sort of, like, clatters to the floor next to where Weimar and this, this rug are fighting. So, next round, initiative again. I'm on a mighty two. Two as one. Okay, so we're going simultaneously, really, but do you guys want to go first? Yeah, I think we should give Brock a chance to kill this one. Oh, I... Um, oh, no, I doubt it. I, I don't think annoying. I went last time. Last round. Oh, my apologies, oh. in which case, do you want to like do your last um, round action now? I'll just switch with, and then we're, we're done with it. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you, you may as well just take two actions this round, and we'll... Yeah, I missed anyway, so... Okay. You crack on. So, so I whiffed my previous. Okay. So B Brock, right, blinded by rage, is struggling to focus. Is it's like anger and loss is running out of control. 
And was it a feint that I missed last time? Let's find out. Dun, dun, dun. I think it was, uh, because that is 19. Yeah, I'll do it, mate. I'll do it. Uh, and here we go. So that would be 14 uh, with, with the guns. Okay. Okay, so you literally, with one mighty blow, just, like, reduce this thing to so many ribbons, bits of hair, and, like, these, like, old, dusty, like, claws just fall to the floor as you with relative ease, just shred it to pieces, destroying it. Obviously, it'll still get to attack this round because we're going simultaneously, but it, it is done. Sorry, uh, yeah, it was it was 12, actually. Sorry, John. I don't know if that affects the calculus. 12. Well, normally that would have been a miss, however... Uh, no, it, I, it was a hit, but 12 damage. Yeah, it still killed him. It's all right, no problems. These things happen. So I've turned it upside down to remind me that it's dead, but obviously it will still get to attack this round because it's all happening simultaneously. Okay, so any more for any more? Yeah, not knowing that this bear rug is dead, I'll throw another silver dagger at it. Go for it. Sixteen to hit. That is a hit. Roll your damage. five okay so what i'm gonna say because obviously you wouldn't normally have had to roll because it, it's brown bread it's falling to the floor what i'm gonna say is your dagger actually like flies through the area where it was sails over a land's fallen body and hits the the one below so it hits the other one doing that nice. amount of damage to it which seems more interesting than just being like oh you've hit it it's double dead <laughs> you know so so uh brock as you're sort of like flailing about blinded by anger and rage you hear like a and a silver dagger comes flying past your ear and like embeds itself in this bearskin rug that you're fighting against yeah i probably won't even notice that to no. be fair okay so i'm going to make the attacks for both of the rugs so the the one that's technically been killed is going to do its attacks on weimar First one misses. Second one misses. So, yep, it collapses to the floor dead, as described previously. Then we've got the one that's down by Lan and Brock. Obviously, it's just, there's only Brock left now. So, first one misses. Second one also misses. So, I'll get rid of that one that's dead. And it's back to initiative. I'm on a four. Six. Nice, you guys get to go first. Yep. Go ahead, Brock. Yeah, okay, sure. Continue to wildly throw my sword around, not hitting anything. I'm trying to. Rage is taking over now. There's even the, the faint sight of a tear. Running down his face. I like that this is the moment where, like, you know, you have one of those dramatic pauses in a combat, like where everything's like stop motion styling. We like zoom in on Brock's Brock's cheek, and it's just like a single manly tear. Like, he'll it, pass out for sweat in a minute. But yeah, yeah. 
but he missed convincingly. Okay. So perhaps with the sweat sort of blurring his vision, you swing, but this thing sort of swaying about because obviously it's got no body or skeleton to like make its move. So its movements are quite fluid. It seems to like flow around your blows. Okay. Any more for any more? Um, yeah, I've got to move. Mm-hmm. There. Okay. Why more? Um, yeah, I don't know. Is is there? Wait, one, two. I suppose I can make it here because the bear, the rug is still going, right? Yes. So, and is is Lan wrapped up? No, as as she died, it basically released her, and she's just like falling to the floor. So I'll make a lunge for the, for the rug. That is a a a glorious one. Okay, yep, so again, you swing at it, but this rug's just not going down. Okay, so we move on to the rug itself. So I'm going to I'm gonna just... It's going to attack one of you with both of its claws, so I'm just going to make a roll to see what it is. One, three, it's Weimar, otherwise it's broke. Okay, so it's Weimar. So two attacks. Okay. So one has hit check its damage so at least you're not getting the sort of like double hug damage that it does so you take three hit points of damage as one of these claws flails out scratching deep scores on you and then we're back to initiative I'm on a mighty five two Okay, so again, I'm going to roll for it. One, three, why am I otherwise Brock? Okay, it's Brock. So first claw attack. And what's Brock's AC again, remind me? Uh, 18. 18. I think that's, that is just a miss. So one of the claws that gets very close to you, maybe like cuts off a bit of your, your hair, but it doesn't actually damage you. Second one gets nowhere near. Okay, it's over to you guys. Okay, swing back once again. Oh, that's a 19 this time. That'll do it. But only five damage. Okay, this thing is more whole than rug now. Like, so much has been hacked out of it that it's basically like a few bits of fur with like some claws and teeth on it but inspired by whatever devilish magic created it it is still going although you're like surely this thing can't go on much longer because there's barely any of it left okay anybody else i'm off to finish ah we'll see yeah, yeah. Um, that that'll be a twenty-three. Okay, roll your damage. Uh, and now we're, yeah. Now we're now we're doing the twelve again. 
Yep, you you hack the last remnants of it to pieces, and it falls to the ground. There's so much fur and claw. And after a few moments of sort of panting and looking around, you see nothing else in the room that's attempting to attack you or anything like that. The remnants of this thing have fallen next to the already paling body of lamb that lies still and unmoving next to a fallen sword. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up the remains of this rug. Yep. And I'm gonna go into the other room and shove it into one of these um flaming what a uh braziers or whatever they are. Indeed. Yeah. And make sure it burns. Yep, you thrust it into the brazier and obviously being like a sort of dry like rug that it's you as you're sort of carrying it you vaguely smell like sort of slightly chemically sort of smell of it like it's been preserved and these chemicals seem to catch fire extremely quickly it quickly bursts into flames and is consumed by the brazier do the same with that other rug as well yep no problem it likewise sure is consumed very rapidly by the flames leaving nothing behind reanimated in any way I'm going to finish opening these boxes. Okay, no problem. So while Brock is burning the rugs, you do that. You open the the middle chest, which is the one next to the sort of noble-looking uh, gentleman on the sarcophagus, and inside of that, the name is Hupan, and there is a large pile of 800 silver pieces inside it. Hupan? What was the first one, sorry? The first one was Lady Totonal. Which was Lady Tonal, Hoopan. The second one was so. Hoopan, which you remember being told by the sword was her husband. And the third yeah. one, when you open it, says Malinali, which was supposed to be their like bodyguard or their friend. And inside Malinali. that, all you find is a single scroll with a piece of red ribbon around it. Okay, I will gently take the scroll out. Okay. I'll look at that in a second. It's got had lots of gold to my cheek. Okay. So okay. Well, I shall gently read the scroll and. Okay, you open the scroll, and it appears to be a map showing, Aha. not showing this these like catacombs showing like the landscape you recognize some of the features of Valconan and around the outside are these hieroglyphs which again I'm not going to make a roll for because you've deciphered enough of it by now so you read it says we believe we have discovered the location of the the lost crown of the ancient solar generals if this treasure could be returned to the order then it would be a great boon and would perhaps see the fortunes of our orders once again rise. Okay. Uh, anybody lost crown of the solar order? I, I don't think we know anyone who's looking for that. Is this Fabio? Fabria? Fabrio? Does he... Uh chime up with anything um, you ask him and he says um, 
well, the um, the, the, the solar order is not really my uh, my area of expertise, but uh, if they were if they were a warrior sort of knightly order, from from what I'm gathering from all of this and uh, the, uh, the the hieroglyphs that your colleague has so graciously deciphered, uh, it would make sense that there would be some token or item of leadership to mark whoever led their order and obviously we know that kings princes nobles etc do wear crowns so it, it it doesn't surprise me although it's not something i i have any great insight on i'm afraid and then he he sort of he looks a little bit awkward and he says um um again i i, I don't mean to call i genuinely don't mean to cause any offense but um and i'm not a religious man but uh should we not um and he sort of like, with a very sad look on his face, sort of like, nods in the direction of Lan. Should we, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know what the, what the, um, the arrangements are for your people, um, Mr. Montana. I just cut him off and I say, you don't talk about my wife. And then just silence him. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make any offence. And he, he goes quiet. And I go back to, uh, yeah, sort of kneeling down by uh, the side and sort of saying a few words to myself and stuff yep dealing with this situation indeed okay and i'm going to suggest that that's probably a good point for us to have a little like comfort break guys since it seems to be like okay. a, a natural sort of break so i'm going to suggest oh. we have like a we're like a 15 minute rest break we'll come back at nine then we'll press on how's that sound yeah Cool. Okay, back in 15 then, guys. Yeah. So, as you guys are sort of like debating what to do, obviously, uh, Brock's just told uh, Fabrio not to not to mention his wife, and he's sort of fallen silent. As that's going on, Weimar, being the nearest to the door, and Quentin, you hear what sound like voices coming from the stairway beyond the the door. Faint at first, but getting louder like someone's walking up the stairs, having a conversation. Quentin, you want to get that door open? But what's the voices? This door. It was locked, right? Yep. Yeah, but at least to the voices. And indeed, the voices are sort of coming from the stairs, like someone's obviously walking up the stairs, like having a conversation. Okay, I'll, I'll pick it, but they can see us. We might want to, like, duck out of sight for a second. Okay, so are you guys ducking out of the way of the door, or...? Yeah, I'll be I'll be pushing Weimar away from the door. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna carry uh, that land's body to one side as well. Okay, no problem. Feel free to move both the tokens. Okay, so Quentin again, make a a lockpick roll, and again, this is just to see whether you do it before like these people get to the top of the stairs. Obviously, let me know if you succeed. Nope. You don't. Nope. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to move you, if you can move yourself back in front of the gate. Because when the, basically you're still trying to lockpick it when these people come up. So 
I'm just going to use some more random tokens for them. So as you're sort of picking the lock, you see three people wearing like hooded robes, sort of covering their face, their, their profiles in shadow. They're coming up the stairs. See the one who's like at the very top of the stairs, so see talking to the person slightly below him, and he says, as well, we the, the alarm has been triggered. We must check it, or the the, the master will be extremely angry with us. And you hear like murmurs of agreement from the other two, and he gets to the top of the stairs, and he's like, he's like, okay. although it seems unlikely anyone could have got past the, and then he like turns and he like meets your gaze, Quentin, as you're sort of like. You right. he, he immediately shouts, Intruders! Intruders! And he like pulls like a curved dagger out from under his robes. And the three of them start rushing towards the gate, which is still locked at the minute, so... Um, I'll leave it locked, I think. <laughs> and I shall step back from the door to there. Yep. No problem. They start sort of like hammering on the gate... You can see the one at the back who's like not at the gate. He starts like rummaging around in his robes like he's looking for something. Whilst so the, the two they... in the front are like trying to like stab daggers through the the gaps in the gate. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Uh, are <laughs> they... How far are they going through the gate? They're literally like putting their arms through like that. Yeah. Tr trying to get I'm, as far I'm, as they can. I'm, I'm about sizing up a... <laughs> A quick yeah. amputation stroke. To, to, so. to, to be fair, as far as I'm concerned, like they've only seen Quentin. They don't know the rest of you guys. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm stepping forward gingerly yeah, and that, uh, taking a good two-handed grip with my newfound gloves on, and yep. uh, I'll, I'll, you know, try and chop when they. Okay, make an attack the... roll. It's effectively against AC ten because. Mm. They're limited in their ability to dodge because, like, their arms through a grate. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. So, da, 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 da. Yeah, uh, 24. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> ro ro roll for your damage, don't you get plus three for your gauntlets. Yeah. Uh, that would be uh, 11. Okay, so Wamar brings presumably the sun sword down. Yeah, there's a sickening barbecue-like smell of scorched flesh as this guy's arm is neatly severed and like cauterized all in a wanna drops to the ground, like still holding the dagger and like twitching a bit. You hear this guy like screaming, and he's like, oh! and so like falls backwards, like with the stump of his arm. So like flailing around and he like collapses back into the the corridor. So I will uh, stay hidden. <laughs> and he um he, he very quickly expires from the, the shock of the whole affair. So that guy is done. I'm gonna try and enrage another one. <laughs> so that this tress behind me. Woo, there's a lot of silver in there. Okay, you hear one of these, let's call them acolytes for want of a better term, 
this uh, yeah one of them he's like they're trying to rob the the holy order of solar knights we must stop them and you see like the the second one finally like finds what he was looking for in his robes and he pulls out like an iron ring with like a key on it and he starts i've succeeded yeah he like he like heads towards the door and he starts like puts the key in the lock like the other ones obviously like covering him with a dagger in case anyone tries to like jab through the gate and he starts like trying to fit this lock in and he's it's taking him a little bit because obviously he's trying to like, panic. Did you get a crossbow bolt through the gate? Oh yeah, yeah. If, if you make oh, the attack roll, you definitely bolt, can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this this will be against the standard AC, which to be honest isn't massive, but yeah, there's plenty O gaps in that grate. Am I 16, 18 to hit? That is a hit. Roll your damage. And which one are you aiming at? The one with the dagger or the one with the key? The one with the dagger. Okay, no problems. So roll your damage. Three. Okay, so the the one with the dagger, he's just about to reach through to try and protect his mate. Crossbow ball hits him square in the eye and he just goes over backwards and twitches for a few moments and then lies still. Okay, now unsurprisingly, I'm going to make a morale check for the one guy who's remaining. <laughs> and he pretty much messes his communal robe and he immediately starts sort of like running back down the stairs okay, I'm going to shoot him before he starts making that run for it. yeah that's fine mate you're wrong tend to hit that's not a hit I'm afraid the crossbow bolt whizzes over his head he starts of like running down the stairs as he's running you can hear him being like master master there are intruders seeking to despoil the sacred tomb and he's like waving his arms around as he as he runs down the the stairs the key's just been forgotten it's just been like left in the lock of this like gate as he was just like oh you've just taken out my two mates in like five seconds now now i'll see you in a bit yeah I'll, I'll be taking that key to unlock this door yep you just reach through take it out put it on your side click unlocks are there other keys on it, or is it just a singular just a key? One. Just a one. Obviously, by yeah, now, we better yeah. go before the skellies turn up. I'll I'll visit the um, the corpse that lacks one arm now, and okay. uh, would presumably because uh, they they've got robes on, right? Yep. Yep. So with the sun sword, just zip the ro robe open on one side yeah. and uh you know throw it aside because I, I want to see if there's anything other than just a human <laughs> yeah you you see the robe off him and underneath it it appears to be a, a fairly normal looking human hmm Rock, we can either burn land now or come back for him. He's not very happy about leaving the body here, all these stupid skeletons wandering about. Uh, I don't feel I don't feel that they would burn bodies. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we've we've not defined what the funerary rites are of no. the ice walker, so I'm perfectly free for you to take the lead on suggestions with that. 
I mean, like you say, it seems unlikely they'd burn them given where you li- where you lived. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like it almost uh, maybe it would work because you know they'd make a big deal of making a massive fire and burning. I mean, yeah, the you bodies because you, you get the old um, Vikings out in the ice if you wanted. Yeah, it does. The, yeah, the maybe. Conan. Yeah. yeah. I think that is the only alternative, really. I was thinking about trying to put her in one of these these uh, sarcophagus things, but I don't know if something else might be in one of them. I don't really want to mess. Um, okay. Uh, Obviously, the other, yeah. slight, the other slight problem you have if you burn her is you're in like a very enclosed space. Mm. So, like burning something and sending loads of smoke out might not be such a great shout. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the risk uh, and leave a body in this corner of this room okay, to no uh, come and pick her up on the way out. Yep, no worries. Hope that these skeletons would just ignore the body as a insignificant sort of thing. Okay. So what's the plan now, guys? Well, we can either fight the skeleton men or we can go downstairs after the shouty person. What do you think the skeletons are going to follow us? Because that, if that's the case, then it might be better to get rid of them while we know. sort of know. Well, the alarm might be a bigger... Thing to worry about than them shambly little things. Yeah, I mean he's gone to tell whoever's down there, isn't he? Yeah. So they're probably coming up anyway, which means um we're going to be attacked on both fronts if we don't deal with one of them. I guess we could chase after him or get rid well, of these skeletons. We have the high ground though. Yeah. So do we try and take rid, get rid of these skeletons while we've got All right, well, a few minutes? Let's get after the skellies then. Shouldn't be hard, we just have to shout, stand in the corridor shouting twat. Um, we can certainly throw something at them before they get so to I'll, us. I'll, I'll take a peek, John, around the corner there. Yeah, you peek around the corner. They're still sort of hammering on the uh, the door. Right. Uh, Quentin, get your crossbow. Ranger mice. What is a spear range? I'm not sure. Uh lock i'm gonna lock fabrio in that crypt <laughs> okay <laughs> you stay there he's like probably um, give him uh, the key as you sort of walk away you hear me like I, I, i'm not really sure i want to uh, stay in too with all these but and then like you leave him behind as he's like protesting okay yeah you peek around the corner the skeletons are still sort of like hammering futilely on the uh the door What do you guys want to do? Uh, Shout. Oi, bones. And with that, I'll take a longbow shot. (laughs) Okay, yep. So they are, obviously, once you shout them, they are going to start shambling towards you. But effectively, you guys will get, like, a surprise round. So you all get to take, like, an action before they, before we go on to normal rounds. It's my favourite kind of action. How's uh, 13? Uh, 12, sorry. Okay, let me just check that. 
AC. They are AC 12, so that hits. Mm. Uh, two damage to the front one. Okay, no problems. So it's still going, but your longbow shot like takes out a few of its ribs. I've hit the first one with a crossbow bolt for two damage. Okay, so as this one's swaying that Wymore's just hit, a crossbow bolt slams into it as well, and it collapses to the floor in a shower of bones. <coughs> okay. So if there's no more, we're on to normal combat rounds. So... Obviously, it's initiative. One of you guys wants to roll. I roll for the skeletons. I'm on a princely five. Two. Okay. So they're going to get to go first. I'll just check their move. Okay. So, so they start sort of slowly shambling down the the corridor towards you. Over to you guys. Yeah, I suppose we're firing. Yeah, keep shooting. Mm. Gonna move up a bit so I can throw my spear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 15 for a 6 damage. Okay, so you fire a longbow shot, annihilating another one of the skeletons. Yep. 16 for 6 damage, John. Okay, likewise, you loose off a crossbow bolt, destroying one of the other ones, leaving only two left. I only rolled a 10, so I don't think that's enough, is it? No, it's not. Okay. Okay, so next round, initiative again. So for them, six. Four. Okay, so they, they, go first. they go first, yeah. So they continue their slow shamble forwards. Over to you guys. I'll let you guys go first, and then I'll run in. That's a miss. Okay. Um, 21 for 3 damage. Okay, so you take a chunk out of one of the remaining ones, but it's still going. Brock? Um, yeah, he's... I mean, the sensible thing would be to stand in shooting, but he's, he's too pissed off at this stage. Okay. So he's going to run in and uh, take a hack at that one. 14, is that enough? It is indeed. Uh, that is 12 damage. Okay, so you hack another one to the ground, leaving only one of them remaining. And if everyone's gone, we're back to initiative again. I'm on a mighty two. Raise you with my one. <laughs> okay, so this one here is going to move in and attack Brock. What's your AC again, Brock? Uh, 18. <laughs> Yeah, ch chance to be a fine thing. All it right. utterly misses you. You just like face palm it out of the way. Doesn't get anywhere. I, I miss her horribly as well. Okay. Obviously, Quentin and Wamai, you can shoot at it, but it's now in combat with Brock. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, just hold off. Okay. So we're on to the next round. So initiative again. Six. I'm on four, so you guys go first. So, Brock, do you want to take a swing at it? 
since you're in combat. I have rolled two ones in a row. Hmm. That is a miss. Okay. Are any of you guys firing or are you holding off still? No. Hold. Okay. So, again, it's going to take another uncoordinated swing at Brock. Which I've just rolled at another one as well. So, that flagrantly misses. On to the next round initiative again. Three for me. Four. Okay. Brock, do you want to swing again? I've gone from a one to a 20. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, that is 12 damage. Okay. Minimums and maximums. So, finally, sort of lining up his blow correctly, Brock, with a single swipe, just annihilates this remaining skeleton, rendering it down to little more than dust and scraps of metal. Throwing a skull against one of these pillars. Yep. You pick it up and just like dash it against the pillar, destroying it with a satisfying crunch. Head back to the others. I guess we better guard um, the stairs, have we? I better go and let Fabrio out, aren't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> I'll, I'll keep a watch here. Yeah, I'm going to sort of stand above these stairs and listen and sort of guard these stairs to see if getting any noises from below. Okay, so whilst Quentin's unlocking Fabio, he's like very happy to see you. He, he'd, he'd, obviously, the thought had just crossed his mind, like, what if you guys get killed and he's still stuck in here? <laughs> so he's quite relieved to see you. But as that's going on and Quentin's sort of like calming Fabio down and like get him out, Brock and Wymore, you do start hearing the clank of metal from wherever the bottom of this staircase is sort of like getting louder as something or someone is coming up the stairs. How um how heavy do I think that is that some sort of water? Um what's this uh this thing here, John? Is it a water fountain? It's, it's a font with some water stale, like, stale water in it, yeah. I feel like I could pick it up. Try. I'd, I'd say you'd have to make a strength check, but you could certainly give it a go. Yeah, I'm thinking about dropping that down on the, someone down below. Uh, I'll go and see if I can pick it out. Okay, make your strength check. Oh no, that's heavy. Try yeah. a try a chest instead, Brock. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'd be able to pick a. Yeah, you wouldn't need to make a roll yeah. to pick the chest, but that's fine. It's only because okay. the font's made of stone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty heavy, in there. Yeah, so which of the chests do you want to pick up? Uh, they're all empty now, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just the closest one. To, well, the middle one, basically, is probably the easiest and closest. Okay, no problem. I'll just put a, a red X on that to remind us that it's no longer that. Yeah, you pick that up under your arm, carry it to the top of the stairs. I'm going to ask you to roll me a D6. This wouldn't take you very long to pick it up, although you did spend a bit of time grunting and groaning at the font. So yeah. if you get a one or a two, you've basically got back just as whatever it is is coming up the stairs. Otherwise, you've got that with plenty of time. A four. Yep, so you can still hear the noises of something or someone coming up the stairs, but you've got back to the top. You stood next to Wyman now. You've got the chest in your hands. Yeah, I'm just basically waiting for a helmet or a head to appear where I can... 
Okay. With some force, drop I'm, it down. <laughs> I've put my uh, my sword and shield away. I've, I've got my my brace of pistols loaded up. <laughs> Just nice. Putting down. Okay. So. Okay, you. After a few moments, you hear a sort of like low groaning and a sort of sound of shuffling dragging limbs and just at the very bottom of the stairs the, the bit you can see you see what appears to be a rotted cadaverous face appear as this zombie like creature starts like shuffling its way up the stairs you can see it's basically holding what looks to be like a rusty like meat cleaver in one of its sort of decaying limbs and it's slowly and uncoordinatedly shambling up these stairs you can also see other figures behind it of a similar sort of shambling nature but you guys have got plenty of time to react because handily for you guys and i'll quite happily tell you now zombies always lose on initiative because they're so slow. Pistols away. <laughs> I'll I'll take out my uh, my oil. Okay. I'll just say to Brock, I'm going to pour this on all of them as they come up, as much as I have, and we'll light them up. Huh? I'm gonna um, shoot breathe. Don't breathe the smoke. I mean, I can go and grab a torch if you want, so we can set light to them nice and easily. Yeah. So that's that's Weimar's plan. So probably position like here. Mm-hmm. There. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, I might as well. I might as well chuck the chest, and then I'll go and grab a. Okay, so you're chucking the chest, so make a, a ranged attack roll. Yep. Uh, a 14. That is a hit. It's a heavy chest, so I'm going to say roll me a d6 plus 1 for the damage. It's only 3. Okay, so the chest like clatters into the first of these like zombie creatures the one you can see on the map you see like a few like chunks of decaying flesh slough off from its bones as the chest hits it i'm gonna shoot it with a crossbow go for it 19 to hit yeah that'll do it and two points of damage okay no problems so yeah a crossbow about fuds into the same beleaguered zombie that's just been hit with the chest okay why am I how about yourself so I'm I'm trying to splash uh, like ration it like I'm, I don't need to drench everyone but I, I want to get oil on as many of these as I can when they come up in sequence I guess okay uh, make, make me a, a ranged attack you will get oil on some of them but mm-hmm. if you succeed in the attack you just get more of them. Yeah. Okay. Here it goes. Uh, 13. Okay. 
sorry, so. 12, 12. Um, because, yeah, yeah, because this is not, yeah, yeah. so uh, 12. Okay, so roll me 2d6. See how many zombies you've got oil on. Oily zombies, only on Friday nights. <laughs> 12. <laughs> okay, yeah, so. So, as they pile forward, you've basically, I'll tell you because it's, it's easier, there's like 14 of them, but you've basically drenched all but two of them in oil. Mm -hmm. So, now it's it's their go on the older initiative. So, what I'm going to do is let's have a quick check of their movement. I know it's ridiculously slow. So, that one has reached the top of the stairs. And I'm going to add in the others sort of like piling in behind it. There we go. So like the first five have started coming up. The one that's like now not on the stairs is the one that's damaged. I'll put a little red circle around it so you know which one it is. Okay, and then since they always go last, we don't have to roll for initiative. It's down to you guys. Uh, so, do we have a torch? <laughs> well, I, I'm in this room, so I can grab that torch off the wall, can I, John? Yes, you can. Next to Fabio, so I'll get back to where I am with normal movement. I don't yep. know if I can throw it from there. Yeah, I think you probably can, yeah. I'll try and throw it through the gate towards the, the first one and, and try and sort of set a chain reaction of okay. sorts. Make a ranged attack roll. Uh, a 20 okay you hit the the first of the zombies to make it out square in the chest with this burning torch the torch bounces off hits the floor it does not ignite the oil hmm. right well <clears throat> seeing this yeah, you pull out the sun sword, <laughs> glorious sunlight everywhere, flames looking around the edge of it. We're going to do this manually. Uh, let's give it a go here. So you're just like attacking it and... Yeah. So basically yeah. when you do your damage, add an extra d6 to your damage to represent the flame burning effect. Yeah, that'll, that'll be next turn because I missed. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're you're sort of attacking with the sun sword, this burning, flaming instrument of divine vengeance against this like greasy, oil-covered, mostly decayed, <laughs> like hacked to pieces zombie with like half of a treasure chest sticking out of it. And I still can't hit it. <laughs> okay, any more for any more? Yeah, I'm just gonna shoot it with a crossbow bolt. Seventeen to hit. Is that the one that's um, engaged with Weimar? Because obviously it's in combat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And four damage. Okay, now obviously you need to roll to see if you hit Weimar. So yep. now, but because you've not moved, I'm assuming that you're like taking your time to aim. So basically, yeah. you roll a d6. If you get anything but a one or a two, it's hit the zombie. Three. Okay, yeah, and how much damage did you do? Four. Okay, no problems. So just as you're flailing away at this uh, zombie Weimar, suddenly a crossbow bolt hits it in the back, it pitches forward and just lands on the floor and lies still. 
Okay, so if all you guys have gone, I'm going to move the zombies. 15, 20, 5, 10, 15, 20. Add the others that are sort of piling up behind them. Okay. Zombie train. I say, man, it's the world's slowest conga. Okay. The ones on the stairs effectively can't attack, but there's four of them that can now attack Weimar. So I'm going to make their rolls. So Weimar. I apologize in advance. If I turn into a zombie, <laughs> I believe, that I believe has you're, happened before. I believe you're, yeah, yeah, it has actually, yeah. I believe you're AC 17. 17, yeah. Okay, right, so let's have a look then. So four, four zombie attacks. First one misses. Second one misses. Third one misses. Fourth one misses. They, they, they're not the most skilled combatants, I'm not going to lie. Mm hmm. <laughs> they they flail at you in an uncoordinated fashion. Several of them manage to get like minor hits, but your armor just like easily turns it aside because they've not really got much strength in their limbs. They're just like, and you're just like, fuck off. Okay, yeah, that's the zombies turned on, so it's over to you guys. Um, I'm gonna come piling out of this door. Can I swap positions with Weimar? Can we do that during uh, our you, you wouldn't be able to at the minute because he's in combat. Uh, would you, do you want to go first in Weimar? And then you can sort of take a step back at least and I can <laughs> step take back. position. Ah. Well, sideways. <laughs> Tell them I said um, something. <laughs> something cool. Suitable. Um, ideally, I would want to butcher this guy and step there yeah well you can do that if you want yeah uh, so, well, see how you get on yeah yeah so remind me because i've entirely forgotten um movement can it be before or after your action yeah 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 so i'm trying to push this guy away with my sword <laughs> yeah i mean obviously at least you get your bonuses for undead yeah yeah, I just need to not roll so terribly. There we go. That's a hit. Uh, it's 16 plus stuff. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, okay, and then... So that would be a 13, all, all told. Yeah, you annihilate that zombie. Yeah. And I'm going to... I'm going to step there and face the stairs you know put the shield out as in like yeah you know feel free to grab my shield don't worry about climbing up though <laughs> <laughs> okay brock steps in next to you yeah i'm gonna attack this one here okay uh what's that an eight thirteen is that enough that is enough yeah Uh, six damage. Okay, so this one is still going, but you cleave a huge chunk out of it. And I'll put a little 
Brad Mark on him so we know he's injured. Okay, Quentin, what are you up to? I'm going to shoot the one that is diagonally to me. Okay, yep. Yeah. Now you're at that room. 19 to hit. Yeah, I'll do it. And 6 damage. 6 damage, okay. So. Is that classed as a sneak attack? No, because it's undead. It doesn't have vital organs to sneak attack it with. Stupid things. <laughs> okay, I'll put Mark on him to show that he's damaged. Okay, so if all of you guys have gone, it's the zombies. So this one on the stairs, obviously, is now going to attack you, Wymo, because you're like right next to it and you're trying to block it. The one above is going to attack you, and these other two are going to attack Brock. The others can't reach anybody. Okay, so two against Weimar. So the one on the stairs first gets a one. So I'm going to say with that that uh, as it lashes out at you, Weimar, you actually like boot it and it like tumbles back down the stairs. So I'm effectively <laughs> going to going to get rid of that one. I'll just reuse the icon there to represent. The back of the line with you. <laughs> okay, so the. The, the already injured one attacking Weimar. Hits. Ooh. So, let me check its damage. Okay. You take eight hit points of damage. Yeah, that is a, a spicy hit. As, so, as this notched meat cleaver it's holding just like lashes out, and as you're fighting off the ones on the on the stairs, it like catches you in the back, finds a chink in your armor, and bites deeply into you. So this this is now looking very bad for Weimar. So um, not to uh, always reference Lord of the Rings, but um, <clears throat> in Helm's Deep, Haldir gets cut down from the back. This is very much what it looks like for Weimar right now. Is like, this close to? Uh, well, finding out if, if the new gods are worth anything. Okay. So, we we have two of them attacking Brock. And I believe your AC is 18. Yep. So, let me just make a quick roll for those two. So, first one misses. Second one hits. And you take four hit points of damage as again one of these rusty sort of implements pierces your flesh. And that's the zombies done, so it's over to you guys again. Oh, actually, I'm going to move because one of them's dead. I'm going to move these these zombies up now because they can press up the the stairs and fit another one in. You want to go first, Wyman? You can try and take a step out of it. I'll take your place. Yes. I'll stumble to the side, I suppose, and uh, take a swipe at the the one that almost murdered me. Okay, go for it. <clears throat> no, no, I've I've lost the senses in my arm. So, yeah, Brock, as you look over, you can see like Wymore's like obviously seriously injured. His 
his swings have started to become a little bit uncoordinated and he's he's obviously in a bad way and he's struggling you want to try and finish that wounded one on the stairs dave or yeah or i step I'll in give it a go of. 17 to hit that'll do it and it was just a singular point of damage okay so a crossbow bolt thuds into the shoulder of this zombie on the stairs but it doesn't seem to slow it down okay i'll move in and i'll, I'll try and swing at this wounded one again okay uh 13 that was enough wasn't it yeah Ugh, free damage That is Dice. that is exactly how many hit points add remaining. So you, you hack the already injured zombie into so many bloody chunks. Okay, so if that's all you guys gone, it's the yep. the zombies now. So these two will move, shamble across here. Obviously, they can't get up the stairs anymore because Brock's sort of blocking the way. So it's basically going to be one on Weimart and two on Brock. So the one on Weimart misses the two on Brock so we've got one hit you take five hit points of damage Brock as one of these creatures stabs you hey. yeah how's how's Brock looking by the way I know he's a he's a macho macho man but uh, how's he looking at the minute yeah I mean he without saying numbers he looks sort of half strength or below half strength he's wounded as he may say in one one or two games Indeed. okay next turn it's on to you guys you want to go why yeah i'll i'll play around on the uh the one next to me yeah, if you can get rid of that, we can take a more defensive position on these. No, stairs. no, I'm Weimar is starting to fade. He <laughs> left okay. the building. And, and as Weimar is swinging wildly about, I'm going to tell you, Quentin, that from your position, because you're the only one who can really see like directly down the stairs, because you've not got zombies piling into you, you can see that as well as the ones pictured on the map, there's like another three sort of pressing to get to the get up the stairs. Hmm. We, we, we need to fall back or something there's a lot of these things well Weimar hasn't moved yet have you no so he could move if he wanted to I mean they're a similar pace to us if you don't shoot you could move obviously a lot quicker Quentin yeah I can shoot and still move 30 oh you got oh you yeah. got more movement have you? and obviously oh. since um, if Weimar wanted to move since he's in combat he has two options. You can do a fighting withdrawal, which is basically like you're defending yourself as you move back, but you can only move at like half your normal movement rate. Or you can do a full retreat, which is like you get to move your full move, but you cannot attack in the same turn you're retreating. And if an opponent gets level with you and attacks you, they get a plus two bonus to hit and ignore your shield AC because you're literally just like running for the hills. Wait, oh yeah, didn't attack, so it'd have to be a fighting withdrawal anyway, wouldn't it? Yeah, the only slight problem with that is obviously Weimar's movement rate's not exactly massive. So half no. that. I have, I have now retreated behind the skeleton. Yep, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. 
Absolutely fine. I'll take a swing at this one again. Uh, uh, 13 again. Uh, that is a just. hit. Roy damage. Uh, and that's 11 damage. Okay, yep, you annihilate that zombie. With a mighty swing um, of your legendary sword. So I'm, basi I'm basically going to hold my position and, and try and give Weimar and Quintin a bit of time to sort of start getting away before I fall back. Okay. So I'm holding the staircase. That's half my movement, and I'll shoot the one at the top of the stairs. Yep, go for it. Obviously, like I say, no, that's a miss. Normally, there'd be a risk of hitting Brock, but I'm going to say because it's like lower down. Trying to get up at him in this situation, I'm going to say you wouldn't risk it, bro. Yeah. Okay. So, any more for any more, or is it the zombies? Nice Zombie then. time. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, oh, Fabrio, <laughs> get over here. Okay. So, you see, sort of Fabrio, like <laughs> around the. Uh, we. <laughs> and he's like, oh. we are leaving. <laughs> Okay, so he's just basically going to use all of his move to like run over to where you are, and effectively he's going to because he's not a combatant, but he's going to try and like put one of your arms over his shoulder so he can like mm -hmm. help help support you because he's like, oh, there's no chance I'm going to be doing anything in this combat. Mm -hmm. But he does run over and he like he's like, quick, quick, put, 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 put some of your weight on me. Okay, so zombie time then. So two on Brock. First one misses. Let me just check. What's your AC, Brock? Is it 17 or something? 18, yeah. 18, okay. So, yeah, they both miss. They flail ineffectively at you. Over to you guys. Okay, you guys want to move first so I know what's yeah, state so of play. Obviously, Fabrio will yeah. keep place for you, Weimar, so feel yeah. free to move him. And I'm actually going to say your movement can increase by like five foot because he's he's effectively helping you. Yeah, so we get it there with the extra. I'm going to shoot the one that's second down the stairs and then take my half movement. Okay, go for it. A 16 to hit. That'll do it. Roll your damage. Four points of damage. Four. Okay, yep. So you shoot the one that's second down the stairs. Crossbow bolt thuds into it as Quentin so it starts withdrawing down the, the corridor. Brock? So I'll attack this one just to the east of me. Yep. Oh, that's a miss, I think. Nine, yeah. Is, that's yeah. a miss. Um, and I'm just going to run next go, probably. So I'll just wait this turn and block them still. Okay, no problems. So, what I'm going to do just for ease is I'm going to put the other three sort of here just to make sure I'm keeping track of the right numbers. Obviously, these three aren't actually up here. It's just mm -hmm. so I know how many are left. So, again, it's two attacking Brock. First one misses. Second one hits. So, that is seven hit points of damage. As another rusty implement is jabbed into your thigh. Okay. Over to you guys. I'm going to keep pelting down the 
corridor. Yeah, that's, you guys that's absolutely fine. Feel free to move yourself and Fabrio. I'm going to shoot the one second on the stairs again. Go for it. Ten. Okay, that's not enough, I'm afraid. Oh. Okay, Brock. Uh, are you moving? No, I'm waiting for you to move. Well, I'm going this turn, so if you want to move. I'll take another 15. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to run, John. Okay. So I don't know if they get some sort of chance to attack or whatever. They don't get an attack of opportunity, but if any of them draw level with you, they will gain like a bonus to their attack because you're effectively just like running for it. Yeah. So I can do double moves, yeah? Yep. Yep. So I... Okay. So... I'll stay... I'll stay level with Quintin. Okay, so onto the zombies. As they're all piling up out of the, uh, the staircase. Okay, so one of them is attacking Brock. It gains yep. a plus two bonus to its attack, which does nothing. Over to you guys. I'm going to shoot the one immediately behind the one attacking Brock. Okay. And, leave, and then take my movement. Yep, no problems. Go for it. 15 to hit. That'll do it. Waiting for the dice to stop moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's four damage. <laughs> okay, that is enough to take out that zombie. It falls to the ground with another crossbow bolt, riddling its once animate corpse. Uh, mm, I can probably still get you. So I'll, I'll attack this one okay. and then uh, I'll move away. Don't forget, you'll be able to move half your move, because you'll have to do a fight yep. and withdrawal. Yeah, that's a hit. Ugh, four damage. Okay, that's not enough to kill it, unfortunately. I'll move to there. Okay. Sound to the zombies. So two on Brock as they shamble down this long hallway. Yeah, we'll have to run this turn, I think. Or else we're just going to get overrun. Okay, they flail at you uselessly. Over to you guys. Right, I think if Brock just runs, yeah, then I can do what I need to do. Okay, so one, two, three, four. Okay, now get to you, there. you won't be able to move double your movement because you're in combat. So oh, at, right. a, at a retreat, you can move like your normal move. But yeah, they're, so they're, they're still, they're still going to catch me up then, isn't they? That's going to be easy for them. Yep. They're going at least 20 foot. 
So a, a, a full run away is still just normal movement. It, it is in this case because it, you only have two options when you're moving in melee. You have the fighting withdrawal where you only move half your, your movement rate, but they don't get any bonuses if they attack you because you're sort of like you're fending them yeah, off yeah. and you're sort of withdrawing. Or you have the retreat where you can move your full move directly away from them. You can't attack. But if they catch up with you, they gain a bonus and ignore go- any shields. They're going the same speed as me, and they're going 20, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, so the, I can't really get the, away from them. The, the main thing yeah. the retreat is used for is, like, let's say you've got like a couple of your guys behind you. You could like yeah. dive behind them and rely on them to like take the brunt of it. That's what it's mainly useful for. All right. So I've done that wrong before, I think. So okay. I don't, don't uh, so I'll attack this this wounded one then and then then just do my half move because they're going to catch me anyway, so there's no point. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's a hit, 17. Yep. What are your damage? Ugh, three. Bloody damage. However, that is enough to take down the injured one. I was going to say, I don't know how wounded he is. Yeah, he's pretty wounded. You slice him in half. Oh, two, oh, two I go. There, so I'll go to that one, two. Okay, I'll use that pillar to at least re- restrict how many can get in on me. Hopefully, that's it, exactly okay. Any more for any more? Yep, I'm gonna shoot this one immediately coming towards Brock. Yep, and then take my movement 15 to hit. That's a, a hit. fantastic one point of damage. Okay, well, every little helps as they say in the adverts, so. I'll put a little note on that one to note that he's damaged. Okay, so zombies. Okay, so. As the others start piling around the the pillars, the support pillars, trying to get at you, there's two that are going to attack Brock again. So let's roll for them. First one misses. Second one misses. I shall call back to Weimar. I think you need to get your bow out. You glance back and you see like Weimar like limping down the corridor, like leaning on Fabio, yeah. and you're like, You need to get your bow out, Weimar. Because <laughs> these things seem to be going faster than I am. So, Ardio Brock, <laughs> it's the key. Uh, it's us to go in it. Yep. Yep. Do I attack? You need to do an attack and a retreat again, I think. Yeah, I can only go two squares. On a number of retreat. Because I'm in 20 foot movement, so half speed is 10 foot. Hmm. So. Uh, it's 10 damage, though. Yeah, that's enough to take that one out. So I can only get to there. Uh, I could go diagonally, but yeah, they can still. I suppose they can't get to the right of me there, but they can still surround me quite badly. Okay, Quentin. Uh, I'm going to shoot the first one closest to Brock. Okay. And then I'll move. Uh, it's a miss. Okay. One more. Yeah. 
<clears throat> longbow. Longbow, longbow. I'll I'll give my shield to Fabrio to hold. I almost give the sword as well. Then I decide we don't need that trouble, and I, <laughs> I yeah, put probably. it back in the sheath. Okay. Make your attack roll as <laughs> these shambling zombies uh, are surrounding Brock as you take aim. Yeah, sixteen. That's a hit. Uh, three to the front runner. Okay. Yeah, a longbow bolt thuds into the chest of this zombie. Okay, so three on Brock. As these zombies pile around the pillars, so sort of converging on him. And do absolutely nothing. Like to hear. Over to you guys. Uh, None of picking this lock. Well, yeah, you, you locked it originally, so I'm yeah. going to say you don't need to make a roll for that. That's fine. Yeah, you can pick that, that gate's still down, so we're just going to end up in a dead end in a minute. Okay, that's yeah. now open. Fabrio, in here. <laughs> okay, so Quentin's unlocked the, the, the shrine room, and he shouts Fabrio over here. Obviously, Weimar, you're moving Fabrio as well at the minute, so... It's down to you what you and Fabrio want to do. Is this, this is still the same round, or yeah, this is the new round. This new is round, the yeah. new round. So yeah. Fabrio does have his move. So one, two, three. I presume Fabrio has standard. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Fabrio scuffles through the uh, the now open door into the shrine room. Okay, any more for any more? I am on attack this one first. Before I move. That is a 16, yep. And 10 damage on the one directly above me. Yeah, you reduce that to so much bloody flash lying on the floor. And I'll just step back there, because that's the best defence, I think, at the moment. Okay. Anyone uh, else? Yeah, I'll shoulder the longbow. Pistol out, front runner is getting a shot. Nice. Uh, ten. That's, they've got eleven, unfortunately. So, yeah, <laughs> you, you loose off a... There's a loud... <laughs> As Weimar fires his pistol, thick black smoke billows out into the hallway, which luckily is quite wide, and the acrid smell of gunpowder fills the hall. You see, like, probably like a chunk of this, like a shallow chunk of this zombie's shoulder get blown off, but it doesn't appear to seriously inconvenience it. And I will step in front of the gate. Okay. The door. Alright, so I think it's the zombies now, isn't it? Okay, so...
Okay, so first of all, three on Weimar, so not Weimar Brock. First one misses. Okay, so we've got one hit. You take eight hit points of damage. I want to be taking another one of them. As, yeah, as again, you you sort of you parry two blows, clumsy blows coming at you. Then you feel a pain in your side. You look down and you see one of these zombies is like shoved like a large sort of like butcher's knife into your side. It's like very clumsily. Like okay, so now we have one attacking Quentin. What's your AC, Quentin? You are sorry? 14. Okay. It flails at you in an uncoordinated fashion. And you easily dodge its clumsy blows. Over to you guys. Okay, so I have another attack at the one behind me. So I can fall back. Uh, seven damage on this one. Okay. Okay, it's still going, although obviously it is damaged. You've like hacked into it. Okay, Quentin. You're effectively in combat with this one that's flailing take ineffectually one step. I'm going to take one step backwards and shoot it with a crossbow. Okay. And I miss. Okay, okay. Why more? Are, what are these? The braziers. Um, so it looks like it's a chained one, like dangling off. Yes, a, that's correct. Yeah, a thing, like a little cauldron on a chain, off a bracket. Was it something you could just lift off? Yeah, it's just so like fitted it, over it. You could easily just unhook yeah. it. And... Yeah, Fabrio, get one of the chain braziers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, okay. And he like runs over and starts like, unhooking one of these. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Any more um, for animal? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. So, uh, Fabrio, get one of the chain braziers. Quentin, close the doors and kick open the left one when I bang the doors. Okay. So, if Quentin can close the doors... Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fine. Fantastic. That's not an issue. Yeah, and I'll... I'll... Yeah. Um... Sword. <laughs> shield. Yep. And we're gonna go to town on the... Guy, nope. Uh, Weimar is clearly dying, <laughs> but uh, so just ineffectively just swinging it about, like scorching the sides, uh, and holding up a shield, mainly just holding up a shield. <laughs> okay, Brock, have you gone this round? Yeah, I went first. Yeah, okay, no problem. So, I'm yeah, damage that one. We'll yeah. on to the zombies then. So, that one's gonna go there, that one's gonna move to there. So, three attacking Brock. 
First one misses. Second one misses. Third one misses. Two attacking one more. First one misses. Second one hits. You take a mighty one hit point of damage as the zombie claws at you with its ragged fingernails. Over to you guys. Right. I shall try and attack this wounded one behind me. Okay, no problem. Uh, I'm also going to say Fabrio's like got the brazier and he's moved up next to Quentin. Yeah, that's a horrible miss for me. Okay. Nine. So what's the um, Doran Brazier party doing? <laughs> um, I think we've decided this plan must be suicide for Weimar. So I shall wait for Weimar's signal. Okay. You're muted, Johannes. Yeah, so... Exactly. In fact, it was on purpose. I was, I was, I was agreeing, yeah, because it's like... Um, so I'm going to try and skewer this guy. Okay. Um, let's see. I don't get the gloves to hit, do I? Let me just check that and I will confirm that for you. Hey, you get a bonus for strength, yeah. Indeed, you get a plus three. Don't you? You get a plus cool. three to so hit that, and a plus three to damage. Yeah. Okay, so we are at... Okay, so we, actually, yeah, that, that makes it... What? Because it's... This is undead now, so... That's... What? Uh, 18? Yeah, that's definitely a hit, mate. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, yeah, it can't be that much. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's more than... <laughs> What's your damage? Was it D3 you said for the oil? D6. D6. Uh, 19 damage. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you, you both simultaneously pummel to death and ignite this zombie. It like staggers around for a few moments on fire and then just collapses against the far wall in a burning heap. Jeez. Okay, um, because that went so well, uh, Weimar is... Mm. So, John, now that I'm here, currently where I am yeah. <laughs> positioned, is this door uh, long enough if it were to be opened in in like full 90 degrees, would it block this passage? No, not fully. No. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So uh, that changes our plans, and now that we got the one down, um, Weimar is actually not going to bang on the door as originally was going to be the plan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, in instead, it's going to like change of plan. Don't worry about the door. <laughs> okay. You hear from the other side of the door. Do still need the breeze, yeah? I'm gonna yes. Follow me, Fabrio. I'm gonna go and unlock this door. Yeah, that's not a problem. Fabrio will follow you. Okay. Any more for any more? 
Okay, we'll go on to zombies then. So, three on Brock. <clears throat> they all miss. Oh no, one hit, sorry. You take seven hit points of damage. Oh, and a one. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. welcome. The, the one on Weimar. Don't misses. <laughs> okay, Brock, you go. <laughs> okay, I shall attack the wounded one, try and finish him off. That is a hit for 20 and six damage. Yeah, you annihilate that zombie. Um, well, but they're both going to get to me, but I keep moving towards. Okay. Why not? All right. Um, going to try and uh, hack this guy. Sixteen. Yep. Uh. Oh, he's just hanging on. He's, so, yeah. <laughs> he's literally like half a torso and like an arm with a dagger. <laughs> As you just Should basically like damage. bring your sword up. <laughs> then you I've do. Got, I got a lot of extra damage, but I rolled one. Oh, I saw seven. That must have been. Yeah, it was my combined. Like, I had every dice on there. Uh, like my, my hit die as well. I rolled okay. shit, but I, at least I tagged it. <laughs> mm. Okay, what are Quentin and Fabrio up to? We're going this way. Um, yeah. Okay, yep, so Fabrio's following along with you. Still sort of holding this like brazier as he runs after you. Good man. Okay. So onto the zombies. So I'll do the one attacking Weimar first. Hits <laughs> seven hit points of damage. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Weimar is at minus six. And what? And what um, what's your level? Eight. Eight. Okay. So I'm just going to turn you upside down because you're not technically dead. Okay. That's yes. My... Yeah. So you see one of these uh, these zombies like hacks Weimar down to the floor. Then we have two attacking <laughs> like Brock. Is it? Because it's it's just the remnants of one, right? So yep. like he's just carving the flesh away, then it's like shanked, and it's like you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> okay, so one of them has hit Brock, doing eight hit points oh, yeah. of damage. He's down. Okay, so Brock gets hacked down as well. Okay, so as. Because obviously, like Quentin and Fabrio, like can't really see this going on. Do do Weimar and uh, Brock let out any sort of exclamations or anything similar as they as they sort of pulled down by these raggedy ass zombies? It would just be a, sh a shout of pain, I should imagine. Not. Okay. I can imagine like Brock's yeah, got like the war cries and all that. Yeah, but it would just be a yeah loud shout of pain rather than. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, I get the shank uh, from the butcher knife. 
It's like, you gotta be kidding me. It's like crumbling to the, uh, <laughs> to the floor. It's like last moments is like banging the shield on the, on the door. It's like, no, change the plans again. <sighs> okay. So Quentin is just sort of running through with Fabrio. You hear like these two like cries of pain and these exclamations from Weimar and then the sound of combat abruptly ceases. Right. What do you want Fabrio, to do? Fabrio. Go to the double yes. doors. Go to the double doors. I'm gonna go and lure what's left of the Zombies. Well, well the, the the double doors out of the shrine. Yeah. Okay, so he starts moving off towards that. Pull Weimar in when the zombie moves away from him. Um, okay, okay. Then close the door. Yeah, yeah, yes, of course. Shouts. He's like scuttling across this room. All right, I'm gonna go to there. Okay. And shoot this one with a crossbow bolt. The one <coughs> next to Brock. Go for it. That's a miss. Okay. So it's a miss. However, be enough noise to get their attention. I was going to say, yeah, it's achieved your aim of getting their attention. And they start shambling in your direction, all of them. Okay, so next turn, Fabrio is going to move across. He's just like getting to the door, but he won't be able to open it this turn because he's carrying like a heavy yeah. brazier. I'm going to shoot the nearest one, then move again. Okay. It's a miss. Okay, do you move? Okay. So zombies. Going round the corner. Okay, so on the next turn, Fabrio opens the door and he drags Weimar inside. Over to you, Quentin. I'm going to go through here, close the door, and then stand there. Okay, so yeah, so you shut the. Presumably you're locking it. Yeah, you've got the key. So that's right. Yeah. Okay, so these zombies shamble down here. This one's coming around the corner, and they're basically like clawing sort of ineffectively at the the gate. So like, you can see it is putting a bit of a strain on the gate because obviously they they're just like pressing against it. But yeah. it's it's a fairly sturdy gate. Okay, so the next there. Yeah, next round Fabio's going to open the door again, and he's going to start heading out to try and like, get Brock as well. Yeah, I'm going to shoot the nearest one through the door. Okay. It's a miss. Okay. They're all now moving up and they're sort of pressing their body weight on the gate. I'm going to, Each turn they're pressing on, just because there's so many of them, I'm going to roll a D12. If I get a 12, that they've managed to like smash their way through the gate, because it's very unlikely. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, I'm just going to no. shoot them until they come through the gate, really. That's absolutely fine. So next turn, Fabrio makes it to Brock, and he starts dragging Brock back towards the room. Okay, take a shot. That's uh, 13. That's it. If 
five points of damage. Okay, your crossbow bolt thuds into the one that's at the front. They carry on pressing against the gate, though. I'll roll another d12 for them. They have not made it through the gate yet. So next turn, Fabrio drags Brock inside, although he's not been able to shut the door yet. Yep. Shoot again. 12. Okay. That's a hit. Four points. Okay, that is enough to take out the already injured zombie. It falls to the floor. The other two are going to press over and carry on trying to press through this gate. Again, roll a d12 for them. They don't make it through the gate. So yeah, Shoot it again whilst Fabrio's closing the door. Yeah, Fabrio runs up to the door and he's going to close that. So I'll just put a red X on that. And then obviously he ducks back inside. So make your shot. 19. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Four points. Okay. That's not quite enough to kill that one, but it's looking very ropey. Again, they're just pressing against the door. So D12. It's a 12. There is a loud clang as the gates get pushed in by the weight of these two zombies pressing on it. However, that is basically their go for this round, not pushing the gate in. So they're not going to get to move, but you've heard the loud like <coughs> as the, the gate's been like pushed out of its stone moorings. And you can see the zombies like sort of coming in over it. Over to you, Quentin. How fast can they move? You, based on what you've seen them moving at the minute, it's somewhere you think between sort of like twenty to twenty-five foot around. Okay, I'll shoot the one in the doorway again. Then. Okay. It's a miss. Okay, do you want to take a move? Yeah, I'm going to step through the door and close it. Okay, that's fine. Obviously, you won't have time to lock it or anything on this turn. Yeah. So, there I go to... I'm going to sort of move to there, as they like shamble through. Okay, next turn. Uh, lock that door. That is absolutely fine. Not and then stab behind this altar. Yep. You see Fabrio's like dragged Brock and Weimar in. He's like, he's had to put the brazier down. He's like panting out of breath because Brock's a big fellow and he's a dead weight. Uh, you've got a choice, Fabrio. You can either make a run for it with the stone you've got or you can stay here and hope we survive. He's, he's like, uh, well, well, normally I, I'd, I'd say a discretion's part, the better part of Valor, Mr. Quentin, but uh, since the, uh, the, the gate that we came in through locked itself when that skull started screaming earlier. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if I'll be able to get past there anyway. Okay, so if they come through that door, you head out that door. Uh, well, what about uh, any gestures at Brock or Weimar? It's like, I, I can't just leave them here. Well, you can drag them through the door now if you want to. Um, well, would it... I mean, if you think that's the best, but like I said, I won't be able to get them beyond the gate. Well, we are stuck at the moment, so you can either die here or you can die in about ten minutes. Oh, yeah, yes, um, I, uh, I, I, I take your point, and he starts sort of like opening the door, ready to start dragging them out. Okay, I'm gonna go to the door, 
here whilst he's dragging him out. Yep, he's going to move to there and he'll, he'll probably take one more first because he's the lightest. Okay, so the zombies are going to move out here and stop battering on this door. This is only a wooden door, so I'm going to roll a d6 this time. If they get a 6, they've battered through it. They don't batter through it, although you can hear them hammering on the other side of the door. And you can see the door like shuddering each time their, their fists and their improvised weapons hammer on the other side of it. So, next turn, Fabrio is going to drag Weimar over to here, to this pillar. Over to you, Quentin. Uh, I'll drag Brock through. Okay, you'll only be able to move half your move. But I yep. think you can move, so move Brock five, on next to you. 20. Yep. Okay, so you've start dragging them out. The zombies are going to try and batter the door down again. They don't succeed. Next turn, Fabrio's dragged Weimar over here. And you can see Fabrio sort of like rattling against the gates, although they don't seem to be opening. Okay, I'll deal with that in a minute. I've got to lock that door. Okay. <clears throat> Not a problem, that's easily done. And then I've got to put my finger to my lips for Fabrio, which is basically say, shh. He gives you like a thumbs up. Okay, so I'm going to make a roll for the zombies, see if they're about to throw this door, which they do. So they sort of smash their way through this door here. You hear, obviously, the, the telltale crash of the the wooden door giving way. Yes, I'll move Brock up to where Weimar is. And see if I can fix this door. Okay, yeah, so you, you, you basically lay Brock down next to Weimar. When you move up to this gate, you can see that Fabrio sort of like rattling on it. You don't actually see any like lock on the gate. Um, I'll put the specs on. Okay, you put the specs on and there is a distinct greenish tinge to the gate. Fuck. Right, Fabrio. Um... Stay here whilst I go and commit suicide. Um, I'd rather you didn't if it's all the same. Well, we're trapped, Fabrio, so... I can either try and kill those two things or we can die. Well, well yes, I'd, I'd much rather the former rather than the latter if it's all the same with you, Mr Quentin. All right, well, uh, I might be back. Okay, over to you. 60, that's full move. Okay, the zombies are going to head over to this door here and they start hammering on that door. Yeah. Over to you. Yeah. Okay, again, it's going to be a D12 because it's like a big, solid old door. 
Okay, their hammering is getting quite insistent. You can hear like the sound of like creaking wood from the door, but they've not battered through it yet. Over to you. Yeah. There. And shoot the one on the left. Go for it. That's ten. That was not enough, unfortunately. However, obviously, it gets their attention. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, yeah. Okay. So they start shambling towards you. Yep. Shoot the injured one and then move. Okay. Uh, 13 to hit. That'll do it. Roll your damage. Four. That's enough. It's already injured. You take out that zombie, leaving just one remaining, so sort it's of still like, shambling towards you. Yep. Over to you. Uh, again, shoot and move. Okay. Now, whilst you're doing that, um, Fabrio is going to try and bandage Weimar and Brock's wounds. Uh, twenty. I hit for twenty for five points of damage. Okay. So that is brown bread as well. All the zombies have been taken out. And then I'll go. Back to Fabrio and lean on this wall. <laughs> okay. Brock, you are now on, after like a number of minutes, you are now on two hit points. Why more? You are now on three hit points as you wake up to find like Fabrio sort of like bandaging your wounds and rubbing some sort of like salve, you think, onto them. Um, so, Weimar comes to. Unlock that door again, John. Yeah, that's fine. Goes for the other pistol that is still loaded and is about to shoot Fabrio until he realizes, oh, oh no, it's it's not the same creature anymore. Yeah, you look next to you, you can see like Brock in a similar sort of bad way, but also bandaged up. And Fabrio's. He sort of like actually looks quite relieved, like he wasn't expecting whatever he's just done to like work, and he's like, "Well, uh, well, you're lucky. I still had a a single vial of my um, patent pending a uh, healing salva that I'd uh, I'd not managed to sell to the villagers, but that that that's all I've got, I'm afraid." Tell you what, I'll I'll buy a cask when we get back. I'll, I'll hold you to that. Uh, sure. Mr. Lowgrove, and he says, um, "He says now, uh, my my paint, Fabio's patented fabulous healing concoction wasn't really intended for such serious wounds. So, uh, it, if if any, anything else happens to you, I I can't, I can't be held responsible. And you you may feel some nausea for up to uh, three days after uh, after ingesting my uh, patent tonic. I'm afraid I didn't really have time to ask your permission. I just had to pour it down you and hope for the best." I mean, it's, it's a miracle it's worked on both of you. I had to split it between the two of you. And you tell that he's basically just like panicking and he's just like rambling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he keeps like looking over his shoulder like he's expecting to see like another zombie horde like rumbling down the corridor at any moment. So, yeah. Well, I guess me and me and Brock are just <coughs> laying on the ground feeling like absolutely hammered shit. Yeah, Brock, Brock sort of lost the will to live a bit. 
anyway, so he's he's struggling with all sorts of things in his head. It wasn't so much the knife that felled him. It was the loss. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as you guys are sort of like blearily looking around, Quentin, what are you up to? This just water in these fonts. Yeah, it's just like stale, tepid water. Figures. I shall just sit down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so as you guys sit down and start to sort of like nurse your injuries, etc., I think that's probably a good place to call it for this evening, gentlemen. Obviously, we'll mm-hmm. we'll chat about XP and we'll sort out stuff like that. But for now, it remains for me to thank my wonderful players. Hope you all enjoyed the session. Cool. And to anyone who's watching either now or in the future, thank you very much. Hopefully, we'll catch you in the next session. Take care.